beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. Motorbikes still causing problems in Houghton Regis. Health Service Ombudsman criticises Hertfordshire Hospital and more than 150 cars damaged in High Wycombe. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Bedfordshire family say it is shocking that off-road motorbikes are still being allowed to run amok in Houghton Regis. Louise Spendelow was on her way to university when a motorbike sped straight across a roundabout and hit her car. I think that's what uh, shocked me the most, really, because um, obviously it was a, such an impact, but I just was, was in pain instantly. Um, and I think it was just the shock more was just he drove off, he didn't stop to obviously see if I was all right to help, even to see if he was all right, because he's wearing no helmet, he's wearing no protective clothing. The Conservative Chief Whip Michael Gove has said David Cameron's decision to put a limit on his time as Prime Minister shows he's a sane, decent guy who's not in it for glory, ego or wealth. Yesterday, Mr Cameron surprised observers by ruling out a third term in office and naming three possible successors – George Osborne, Theresa May and Boris Johnson. Labour and Liberal Democrats have said it's arrogant of the Prime Minister to speculate about a third Tory term before the public have given their verdict on his first. But Mr Gove said voters would welcome David Cameron's refreshing honesty. There have been predecessors, Margaret Thatcher, others, whom you've had to prise out of Downing Street. Their fingernails have been there in the door jam. One of the things about David, one of the reasons he's popular, respected and liked as Prime Minister, is people know that he is not interested in the office for what it can give him. He's interested because of public service. The treatment of a patient at a Hertfordshire hospital has been criticised by the health service ombudsman. At one point, the man was left without any food or drink over a bank holiday weekend. Gail Sanderson reports. The Ombudsman says the lack of food and drink caused the patient unnecessary discomfort in his final weeks and days and distressed his family. During an earlier stay in hospital, the same man, who had advanced Parkinson's disease, was not given essential medication and his false teeth were lost. The Eastern North Hertfordshire NHS Trust didn't replace the teeth, which meant he was left struggling to eat. The UK Independence Party has expelled one of its MEPs and her assistant over an alleged expenses fraud. Janice Atkinson had been intending to stand as a candidate in the general election in Kent. She has said she will appeal against the ruling by a disciplinary panel. The police are investigating the allegations which the UKIP leader Nigel Farage said couldn't look worse. More than 150 cars have now been damaged in High Wycombe after weeks of trouble in the town. The latest incidents took place over the weekend when 10 cars had their windows smashed on Dashwood Avenue. The vandalism started at the beginning of the month following the inquest into Habib Ullah's death, who died during a police stop and search. These people live on Dashwood Avenue. The reaction is shock, upset, a lot of support for each other and not really knowing what to do. It's, um, it's not a nice feeling to find that your car's been vandalised. When is it going to stop? We don't really know. We hope it does. And the weather after a cloudy start and a few spots of rain, it will become increasingly sunny through the morning with highs of 10 Celsius. That's 50 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News. I'm back with headlines at half six.
Tempted to play that song again. Just what the doctor ordered. Not literally. That would be weird. Why would a doctor order rock and roll? Now, uh, something we keep coming back to, uh, but it seems that no one's prepared to stop people riding motorbikes wherever, however, whenever, and indeed whomever they like in House and Regis. Uh, Pat phoned up yesterday and uh, told us that the story we looked at a few months ago. Well, actually, it hadn't gone anywhere. And here are some uh, more bits from yesterday's show that we heard. I experienced it firsthand, actually, with my daughter. Um, this this guy come at speed straight over the roundabout, just literally straight into her. He actually landed on her bonnet. She was absolutely um, a wreck when my husband got to her because the guy drove off doing a wheelie up the road. Oh. Got back off the bonnet, got on his bike, went up the road. And we've actually seen the guys drive up our road because our road is a cut through to the fields at the back. So we phoned the police about three times yesterday to yeah. try and catch them, but it they're going to be in the right place at the right time. Well, uh, our reporter, Justin Dealey, you may have heard of him, has been to Houghton Regis to speak to residents. Um, uh, and you were telling us, Justin, that mm. there were loads of people coming up to talk to you and, and yep. they weren't very happy. Not happy at all. I mean, initially, I went to uh, the centre of Houghton Regis, so I went to uh, Morrison's. There are always lots of people there. The very popular store. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the first person I spoke to straight away was like, right, it's about time. I said, well, we have covered this before. Here's what he had to say about people on the bikes in Houghton Regis. Ripping up all the ground, all the grass. If you walk your kid round there, you'll pop luck that it don't get run over. People were getting their cars all sprayed up with mud. Um, if the locals had guns, they would shoot the kids. Blimey! There's yes. a sentence. If the locals had guns, <laughs> they would shoot the kids. That's how angry he is. Now, he's, he's actually somebody with a motorbike. So what he said oh. is, he said, follow me. I said, well, where, where are you going to take me? He said, I'm going to take you to a place called Places Way, yeah. where there's lots of woodland down there. So this is a separate area to, to what you were talking about yesterday on the programme. Um, some of the calls coming in yesterday about Cemetery Road, which is a good two or three minutes from Places Way. So it's yeah. happening in various locations. Uh, when I got to Plater's Way, I met a man called Bob. He took me down to the woodland. He showed me the damage. We had a conversation. Here's what happened. Well, you, you don't take your dog for a walk. Um, you don't even go out the door on your own anymore. Cause they just come hurtling around here. They've got no regard for you. They don't care if you're in the way. What about the police? Have you been in touch with the police? Um, each time we hear the bikes, we get four or five people to phone up. Uh, sometimes they send a car, sometimes they don't bother. Uh, they see the police and they just they just do a runner and then come back ten minutes later when the police are gone. I mean, how many bikes are we talking about here? Two, three? or uh, It's been as much as five down here at once. And they just race around you know, like a racetrack. But so it's happening during the day as well as the evening? I've got you here all day sometimes. And how long has it been like this for? Ever since they closed the quarry off, about a year. Near misses? Uh, I've nearly had my dog run over a couple of times, yeah. Have you spoke to them? No, they, they just take off. 
let me put this to you. Based on what you're saying, okay, if you've got kids that, that are here on the bikes, we can see the damage that, that that's been caused. Down, yeah. yeah, we can talk about the near misses. Do you think, unless something is done and Someone's done quickly, somebody is going to get seriously Someone's hurt, if not killed? Hurt, yeah. Someone is definitely going to get hurt. Um, I know the police have got off-road scramble bikes because they brought me a 10 years ago when they were doing that, and that stopped it. But I think they've got three motorbikes for the whole of Bedfordshire. So you want the police down here on the bikes? They'd never get away from them police bikes. We even gave the police the registration number of a van that was actually picking the bikes up, and they never acted on that either. So had they let you down? Yeah. Well, we had loads of calls about this uh, yesterday, and uh, yeah. Justin, it would appear you had no difficulty finding people who were annoyed about this. Catherine, we've, who have we got coming on the show to help us sort this out? Andrew Salou's going to be coming. The MP, who's yeah. been excellent in the past about this. And also, do you remember we spoke to Tracy? You heard at the top of the, the first lo- lot of clips She there. was the woman whose daughter had been involved in the crash. A bike had smashed into her side, he'd fell on the bonnet, then got up, drove off and, do, and popped and a willy. you've seen him still driving around the town. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Justin, you're going to be meeting her in about an hour, aren't you? I am. I think the key to this is, and I think it's something which Bob said there, uh, the police need to be in this area on bikes. If our listeners go to our Facebook page again, they'll see some shocking footage but but as Bob said, ten years ago they had this problem ten years ago. The police came down on bikes so they could catch them. They dealt with them. Now the bikes aren't in that area. The problem has come back. If the police mm. were there on bikes, this would solve the whole issue. Right, Bedfordshire police aren't coming on, but they were oh. listening yesterday and so they've formulated a statement. Ah, lovely statement. <laughs> Great, great, Cheers, guys. guys. <laughs> yeah, why would you come on and speak to us live and answer the concerns I mean, of the, the residents? Especially when the main concern is that the residents aren't getting any joy from the police. But well, 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 uh, yeah, I, let, let me just say this again Bedford yesterday. Police. If the police are listening to this, yesterday, when I went to Houghton Regis, every single person I spoke to had a story. I, I could have literally given you 20, 25 minutes worth of audio this morning. Every single person there has seen this. They want this stopped and they want Cut. it stopped soon. Give, give us the line of the uh, it's statement. A really long statement. G- give us, give us the essence. We're aware of issues. Oh, I think they spelled that wrong. Oh, for crying oh, out! If you're going to send us a statement, spell it properly. <laughs> we're aware of issues regarding quad bikes and off-road motorcycles in the area, and we're working hard to address the issue. Extra resources have been put in the area this week around the relevant times and locations. Our officers regularly issue notices to riders who are identified as riding in an antisocial. Blah, blah, blah. Hang on, in an antisocial, and that's not finished. And when caught again, I mean, manner, I would imagine, and when caught again, their vehicles will be seized. Those riding in a dangerous manner will risk arrest and prosecution. Forget it, forget it. One more story quickly. Yeah, go on. Um, Somebody in that area yesterday who unfortunately wasn't in, but Bob told me the story about what happened. Uh, If you love Bob so much, mate, why don't you go and marry him? (laughs) Somebody in that area had a four-wheel drive. Um, They came out and they they actually spoke to the kids and said, what do you think you're doing? Um, So what they did, they got their bikes, they revved them up, and they put mud all over his vehicle and off they went. So, again, um, this lack of respect towards the local people, we keep on hearing about it. These people, I do feel for them, I really do. Bedford Police's beef? Because they don't come on the show anymore. Is it because I questioned one of them once and asked them a question they didn't like? Is I don't know. I like to think it was ju- it's just sheer... Um, there isn't a misunderstanding, but I don't know. So that, well, I asked them a question once they didn't like, so they don't come on anymore. Well, shame on you. Shame on you, Bedford the Police. Disgusting. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting annoyed. Loads of people won't come on the show now just because I asked them a question they didn't like. Well, do you know what? Yeah. I think that's outrageous behaviour, Bedford Police. What? These people pay your wages. You have the right... Colette Paul, you, have, uh, you should... 
come on and address these people and talk to them instead of sending us badly phrased, uh, inaccurate statements. I mean, listening to, to the concerns yesterday, listening to the concerns again today, you would think you would think they would want to come on and reassure people, wouldn't you? They just they just got got a problem with me, just that's what it is. And so they're, they're you know they instead of addressing the issues and talking to the people directly, they're, they're trying to have a pop. It's a at shame. Me. It's, 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 it's a, a shame. missed it's a missed opportunity. And do you know what, just I, I got you know I got a stinking cold today. I'm not in the mood to be for being messed around. <laughs> not in the mood. <laughs> okay. Work like you don't need the money. Yeah, is my philosophy today. Yeah, it's a good job. I don't need the money. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, Justin, we'll speak to you later. Thank you, boss. Good work, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A406 North Circular Road, that's looking very busy now westbound between the Tillingbourne Gardens at Henley's Corner and Great North Way. Having a look at the speed sensors in Bishop Stortford and it's all moving fine, but there is a big road closure for roadworks. Dunmow Road is shut in both directions between Stansted Road and Stortford Hall Park, so expect delays there. In High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, there's some temporary traffic lights just before Marlow Road, which might cause some delays later on this morning. And on the motorways, there's no reports of any problems on the M25 or the A1M, but there's roadworks going on between Junction 1 for the M25 and 2 for Wellham Green, which could cause some delays later on. No reports of any problems so far on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Samantha, thank you very much indeed. 6.15, it's Tuesday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Houghton Regis say it's shocking that off-road motorbikes are still being allowed to run amok in the town. And Conservative MPs have defended David Cameron's decision to put a limit on his time as Prime Minister. Well, they would. BBC Three Counties Radio. This uh, next trail is called Quizium. No idea. I'm Griffiths Jones and welcome to BBC Fours. Ah, uh, I'm Griffiths Jones. Welcome to BBC Fours Quizium. The Quizium. It's a wall freeze. It represents a hawk-headed god yes. carrying a bucket with all the answers to this quiz. <laughs> Join me as I ask four experts questions about a trove of treasures from a different museum each week. This last one's called Pinch of Poverty, and it's incongruous, really, because it's not directly related to the things that this place does. It's a quiz in a museum. It's the Quizium. Is this not the death mask of Oliver Cromwell? It is indeed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the Quizium, a brand new historical quiz, starts tomorrow night at 8.30 on BBC4 and BBC4 HD. I want to, um, I'm going to tweet Beds Police and say, this is what I want to say, Kelly, OK? I want to say, come on my show, Beds Police, instead of sending poorly spelled, half-finished statements. Now, here's the problem. Catherine... I don't know how to spell the word spelt, because in my head I want to spell it S-P-E-L-T, but that's come up with a red line underneath it. And if I'm criticising Beds Police for um, poor spelling, I, I, I want to spell spelt correctly. Can you shout? Let's have a think about this. Oh no! Don't do! Don't teach me! I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn. I just want you to tell me. No, no, no! What I mean is, should we be sending this stuff? Let's have a think about it. This is like when you're cross with someone at work. I'm, I'm hitting. I'm email. hitting. I'm hitting tweet. Don't tweet it. I'm hitting tweet. Don't tweet yeah. it. Let's have a think about I've it. I've tweeted it. Right. Oh yeah.
Finishes rather suddenly. Bit of the old Buffalo Springfield there. I'm going to have to dig out my Buffalo Springfield box set. Now, more than 150 cars have been damaged in High Wycombe after three weekends of trouble in the town. On Sunday, ten cars had their windows smashed on Dashwood Avenue, and this time there was no graffiti. In the past, vehicles have been dubbed with the initials NJMP, which is short for No Justice, No Peace. Uh, police are linking it with the recent inquest into the death of Habib Ullah. Catherine, remind us of uh, the, the Habib Ullah situation, please. Well, this inquest happened at the beginning of the month, and it's, uh, as you say, it's been linked with this um, disruption, I mean, it's a disruption disorder in uh, Wickham over the last three weekends. Um, the family of Habib Ullah have, have distanced themselves from this. They say this is not the way to protest and not way to um, to voice unhappiness with this, which is uh, the news that um, the police <coughs> involved in the search of Habib Ullah, which um, is being connected with his death, will not face any charges. They will be subject to um, an internal disciplinary process, but there won't be any charges. Um, so this is what happened, according to the police. They thought that Habibullah was carrying drugs in his mouth. He was subjected to a stop and search, and some time after, he stopped breathing. OK, well, uh, these people on Dashwood Avenue spoke to our reporter, Tony Fisher. Would you like to give your name? Janet O'Hare. OK, Janet. And you live on Dashwood Avenue? Yeah. Um... Tell us about what happened. We're, put, we're standing by some cars that have obviously been vandalised. Yeah. Nobody actually saw what had actually happened, but um, they've obviously gone along the footpath 
and um, smashed each window um, as they walked through. It's about ten cars apparently in total. Yes, yeah. We can see two or three at the moment parked right here with, yeah. their, with their driver window smashed in. That's correct, but um, people have moved their vehicles and the next day um, the glass was swept up by the, the local neighbours in support of their, the people who have been victimised. But these people are innocent people, aren't they? What's the, what's the reaction amongst uh, people living on this road? The reaction is shock, upset, a lot of support for each other and not really knowing what to do. There's nothing we can do other than be um, vigilant and speak out. My name's Clayton McLean. Tell us about what happened here to your car, Clayton. This is Saturday evening? Yes, yeah, Saturday evening. My neighbour, I think at number six, came down and just knocked on the door and said that um, quite a few of the cars were vandalised, and which obviously included mine. Um, that must have been about um, after 5, 5.30 thereabouts, which obviously is quite surprising because it was done in broad daylight, you know which was, you know, if someone's going to do something like this, surely they would do it in the evening where it's not, when it's dark and um, not much sort of happening, but done in um, broad daylight, which was and, surprising for us. And each time it seems to be the driver's window that's been smashed in. It's the driver's window, that's obviously correct. So they just basically went down one side, smashed and just disappeared um, just as quickly as they've uh, smashed the window. So What's... What's the feeling in the community like about all of this? The feeling is, well, from my point of view, it's um, it's not a nice feeling to find that your car's been vandalised and then to know that also it's the neighbours as well. Uh, we're obviously very upset about it because it's going to cost us a lot of money now to do the repair. Why this particular area? On the grapevine, what we've been sort of hearing um, from what's been happening in the community is it's to do with a kind of a revenge attacked by um, the Asian community or the young Asians, um, we feel from what some people have been saying, that um, they're targeting the police for the simple reason an incident occurred some years ago where they blamed the police for the death of um, one of their friends and uh, they're now going around trying to take it out on the police by smashing cars and, you know, getting them to to run around, basically. So, yeah, it's, as I said, it's not a nice feeling. This has been going on for, a, what, a month now, hasn't it? Yeah. 150 vehicles, apparently, have been uh, attacked so far. Yeah, from what we've heard, um, behind the street that runs parallel to where we're living, which is Eaton Avenue, I think they may have done that last week. And they've done, I think, the car park, the um, stuff car park up at... Um, John Lewis. John Lewis, yeah, 40-odd eight cars that were done in one night. So when is it going to stop? We don't really know. Well, we hope it does.
Joining me in my studio. Good morning, Boyley. I am, yes. Yes, I'm I am very tired. Yeah. Yep. You can see around the eye area. Sorry. Your eye area. The Eyingtons are dark darkly. Mm-hmm. The Eyingtons are darkly. Um, we'll have a look at the papers in a little bit. If you want to come and hang out with us, you're more than welcome to, but I'm not going to give you the phone number. I, I feel that would be making Can I it, give them the phone number? You'll be making it too easy for them. Can I give them some of the numbers? Give them some of the numbers, but not in the right order. There's an O in there. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking fairly quiet so far this morning. In Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way at the Kingston Roundabout, there's roadworks going on, so expect delays there. And in Bishop Stortford on Dunmow Road, that's closed in both directions between Stansted Road and Stortford Hall Park, so expect that to cause some delays later on this morning. In Hatfield on the Great North Road, there's roadworks at St Albans Road East. It's looking fine so far, but expect some delays there too later on. And on the motorways, no reports of any problems on the M1 or the A1M, although it's all moving fine through the roadworks between the M25 and Junction 2 for Wellham Green. And looking at the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past six with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Some residents in Houghton Regis say they're very concerned that off-road motorbikes are being allowed to run amok in the town. One resident told us a motorbike sped straight across a roundabout while she was pulling out with her car. Conservative MPs have defended David Cameron's decision to put a limit on his time as Prime Minister. He's told the BBC that if returned to power in the general election, he'd serve a full second term but not seek a third. The treatment of a patient at a Hertfordshire hospital has been criticised by the Health Service Ombudsman. It says the lack of food and drink caused the patient unnecessary discomfort in his final weeks and days and distressed his family. More than 150 cars have now been damaged in High Wycombe after weeks of trouble in the town. The latest incidents took place over the weekend when 10 cars had their windows smashed in on Dashwood Avenue. And the weather for beds, hearts and bucks after a cloudy start and a few spots of rain, it will become increasingly sunny through the morning with highs of 10 degrees Celsius. That's 50 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town take on fellow promotion hopefuls Wickham Wanderers tonight in League Two. The Hatters are likely to field a similar squad to the one that lost at Newport last week. Luton have lost their last four, so has automatic promotion slipped away for John Still's side. For Luton Town now, um, our season's nine games. It's as simple as that. It's nine games. We've got to get, you know, as many of 27 points as we can and see where it takes us. For Wickham Wanderers, Matt McClure returns to the squad after suspension as the chairboys look to create a four-point automatic promotion gap between them and Berry in fourth. 
The FA chairman Greg Dyke has revealed plans to limit the number of work permits given out to non-EU players. The stricter work permit rules approved by the Home Office will come into force from the 1st of May. Dyke says it's vital more English players are given the chance to play. We've been concerned for some time that there's fewer and fewer young English boys getting through the system and getting into the top level of football. And we think you've got to change that. Uh, We think that there is a much better system now in the clubs, that there's a much better academy systems, and that there are good kids, but most of them don't get through. Daniel Sturridge is out of England's Euro 2016 qualifier with Lithuania on Friday due to a hip injury. Sturridge, who suffered the problem during Liverpool's 2-1 Premier League defeat by Manchester United on Sunday, will also miss the friendly against Italy in Turin next Tuesday. The news could mean that Tottenham's Harry Kane makes his debut at Wembley. Meanwhile, Kane's Spurs teammate Ryan Mason has been called as a replacement for Adam Lalana, who is struggling with a groin injury. And at the Cricket World Cup following a rain delay, plays underway in the semi-final between New Zealand and South Africa in Auckland. After winning the toss and electing to bat first a short time ago, South Africa were 238 for four after 39 overs. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'm back with a full bulletin at seven. We come on this loop, John B. My grandfather and me Around Nassau town we did run Drinking all night Got into a fight Well, I feel so broken I wanna go home So hoist up the John B. 
Boys, isn't it? It's Beach Boys, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Beach Boys, isn't it? I like them. I don't like that song very much. Ah, it's not one of my favourites. It's, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. This is the worst trip I've ever been on, man. So who really? I don't understand. Um, I don't understand the Richard the Third Foy. Right. It's, it's like um, Beatlemania, but for a, a, a dead man. Well, they found him under a car park. I know the story. And they don't think he should stay in um, Leicester just because they found him in Leicester in a well, car park. Well, but Leicester have kept him, haven't they? Yeah. And York want him. him. Leicester are keeping him, but because he's from the House of York. There, like loads of people, four thousand people, queued up to see him. Famous. <sighs> Quite well, famous, quite famous person. Even a, a if significant, he's dead in a box. A significant number of people, um, similar number, queued up to see um, Jimmy Savile when he was dead and in the box. So mm, I'm, I'm not going to go party in any line like that until I know the full facts. Yeah. This fellow look, killed killed kids. Didn't well, he? no. Mm, well, yeah. no. He's a child killer. Well, of course, history is always written by the winners, isn't it? And so it it no, did, it's it, written by historians. No, it did to paint him as a villain. But um, I think that there has been some sus- suspicion that maybe it wasn't him that uh, ordered the killings of the princes in the tower. Why wait four hours to see a coffin? Because this is history, said Dorothy, Dorothy Frank- Franklin from seventy four, who remembers when the good king died. <laughs> How many people get to see the coffin of a king who died 500 years ago? Well, loads, apparently. And from the white rose cellars to sold-out hotel, hotels, everyone is... I just don't get it. It was so boring. It was on the news yesterday. Ooh, boring. Boring. Are you in- interested in a dead king, Pat? Well, I'm surprised you didn't get a parking ticket. Hey! <laughs> nice one, Pat. <laughs> nice one, son. Nice one, Pat. Let's have another one. I'll try my best. <laughs> what, what you got for us, Pat? Yeah, these uh, off-road motorcycles. Oh, hey, listen, we're going to have to take you on salary, I think, because you're, you're coming up with all the, the the goods recently. The Panther and now the off-road bikes. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, I don't mind being paid, you know. It's, it helps towards my retirement. I okay. wouldn't mind either. <laughs> right, yeah, 8.20 yesterday, number two on the bike. I rang the police up, and they wanted to steer me to Andrew Salou, the MP. And oh, yeah. I said to her quite politely that that's what the police are there for. Um, and she didn't want to get into an argument, so the call ended. And why did she? Why did the police want to st- steer you towards Andrew Salou, who's coming on the show Has later on? He's got a high-powered motorbike and a, and a bike catcher. I know, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, he's, he's an MP, they're the police, that's what they get paid to do, to, to sort of make our roads safe, I thought. That was the idea, anyway. Blimey. And in the afternoon, I had two... Uh, pit and passenger, someone obviously driving the bike, come whizzing past us in Lee Grove High Street, no crash helmets again, no license, number, registration plate on the back. And guess who was coming in the opposite direction? Andrew well, Salou. Who? Andrew <laughs> Salou. <laughs> Good one, I like that, in. Thank you. A police car. Oh, yeah, and the police car stopped them? No, oh. they didn't bat an eyelid, just drove on. <gasps> That's what our police do in Bedfordshire. Well, you know the police won't come on the show because I asked them a difficult question once. Well, I'm not surprised they won't come on the show. They probably haven't got the resources. Yeah, well, there you go. Pat, keep listening. We're going to be talking about this all morning. Lee's in Dunstable. Morning, Lee. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say, Lee? Oh, that's it. It's game with the police. I I witnessed the motorbikes in Dunstable, so it's not just out of reason this is going on. It's actually... They're actually riding on the Grove Park, which is opposite your new studios. Oh, oh, blimey. OK, so we'll get to see yeah. them first out. What, what, what happened when you called the police? They want to know. They just basically said, oh, well, if you see it again, call us. But what's the point in calling you if you see it again? Because like you said earlier, they haven't got bikes down. You're going to catch them in a the car. They're just not interested. It's been going on for, well, for 
And the police not coming. The, the police not coming on the show today, Lee. That must fill you with confidence. They're cowards, don't they? Lee, thank you very much indeed. I couldn't possibly comment, but I'm, I think it's outrageous they won't come on to. to I think it's people. a real shame. I think it's a real shame because people are really worried. Isn't it? Let's have a bit of this, is it?
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to get busier on the M25. Anti-clockwise it's looking quite slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Bricketwood also the North Orbital Road looking slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. In Little Chalfont on White Line Road it's looking a little bit slow through the roadworks at Loudham's Road. And in Luton on Dunstable Road there's water mains works going on at Shaftesbury Road. That means there's some temporary traffic lights there which might cause some delays later on this morning as it starts to get busier. On the trains the 727 service from Milton Keynes Central to Manchester Piccadilly has been cancelled. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. 6.45, it's uh, Tuesday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Houghton Regis have been telling us they're fed up with off-road motorbikes causing trouble. Bedfordshire Police say they're aware of issues in the area and are working hard to address them. And more than 150 cars have now been damaged in High Wycombe after weeks of trouble in the town. The latest incidents took place over the weekend when 10 cars had their windows smashed in. Let's get the weather. It's Elena. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian, good morning to you. It's been a cloudy and damp start, but the outbreaks of rain slowly clearing away eastwards. And then behind that, some spells of sunshine. But the sunshine today will at times be punctuated by some heavy showers. And if you catch one of these, it's likely to be thundery, maybe some hail thrown in too. Highs of 9 or 10 Celsius will dip quite sharply in any downpours. Further showers through this evening and at first tonight, but then becoming drier later in the night with some clear spells. Lows of 2 or 3 Celsius, so we could just see the odd pocket of frost. Chilly start of the day again tomorrow, but for most it's a dry and fine day with some good spells of sunshine and highs of 10 Celsius. But a more changeable end to the week. Try to start on Thursday, but then an approaching front will bring rain by the afternoon and further rain expected during Friday. Quite a brisk wind developing too, so potentially a wet and windy spell of weather to end the week. And Ian, that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Darren's on the line. Morning, Darren. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right, fella. What's going on? Well, I am the traffic report this morning. I do apologise to everybody. My car has had a steering problem. Oh. And I'm now stuck at the top of Berry Road and I'm blocking the bus lane and I'm sticking out a little bit hey. into the, uh, the live lane as well. Um, I've got my hazards on and I've got a high-vis coat over the back of the trailer so people can see it. But I just wanted to let people know I can't move it because it's too heavy. And the recovery will be here in about 30 minutes. Darren, best of luck. Thanks for letting us know. Chuck a con. Chuck a con. Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, that's all I want to do, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me feel for you, Chaka Khan, what you tell me, what you want to do, do you feel for me, the way I feel for you, Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I want to do, I want to love you, want to hug you, want to squeeze you too, let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Chaka, cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka, I make it more than just a physical dream, I want to rock you, Chaka, baby, cause you make me want to scream, let me rock it, rock it.
You've got beef, Baz. What's your beef? Well, I'm the I'm the singing postman. What? 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 <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Birdie nom noms. You're on your boat. What? You're on a boat. Put 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 put. Yes, I've got literally. No, I got, Justin. <laughs> let me get rid of this fruit cake, and I'll be with you. Justin. Baz, what's your beef? Change the name. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the, the singing postman. I have to go round this this place at Luton. And jump out of the way of motorbikes. All right, like a, like you're like Super Mario, is it? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Eat, eat the magic mushrooms, make you big. Uh, what you know when you're going through the alleyways? Yeah. There's motorcycles coming. You have to jump out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've Gosh. got to deliver my post. Of course you have. What's the What's the most exciting envelope you've ever seen? Exciting envelope. Yeah. Oh, no, talk, talk. Talk, talk. <laughs> hey. I like the red ones. Mm. Do you ever, Baz, if the envelope is a little bit open, do you ever have a peek inside? No. Liar. They don't call me a liar. No, I'm they not do, a liar. Well, they do, if they are me, and I am you. Under rules and regulations of my... my uh, Post office job. Yes. Rules rules are, uh, uh, are there to be ripped apart, Baz, just like envelopes that may contain cash. No, I just, I just take leaflets, hundreds and hundreds of leaflets, while I'm fed up with carrying. Well, what, Baz, what did you call in for? Uh, oh, yes, uh, Paul Anker. Beg you, what did you call me? Pardon? What did you call me? Uh, no, I said Paul Anker. Okay, Paul, okay, let's. But we haven't got an anchor to Paul Baz. I've got no idea what you're talking about. This is Radio Caroline. Oh, 
A day like come and me wanna go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot more. A day like come. Yep. Thanks, Baz. Bye. Bye. Not a clue. What did he? What? Justin? I've got no idea. What the? We have entered the twilight zone. Uh, oh, We've I, not even yeah. looked at the papers in the last half hour, and that's no. really why I've been sitting here looking at the papers and, and colouring them in. Wowzers. Uh, well, thanks for that, Baz. Great call. <laughs> Right. What, what we got, Kat? Well, uh, I think for Dealey we could do this, this one. Poking fun at overweight people should be treated just as seriously as racism and sexism an obesity expert has claimed. Exactly the one I was eyeing up, yes. This yeah. is Dr Sarah Jackson from University College London. She Fatty believes... Jackson? That could be illegal. Sarah Fatson? She believes the law should protect against weight discrimination in the same way that it prohibits singling people out based on their age, gender or race. Well, like. we don't... We, you, uh, I'm, I'm being slightly flippant. No, you shouldn't make fun of, of people being fat and you shouldn't make fun of for being uh, people being ginger and you shouldn't make fun of for people being Pakistani or black. You know, you, 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 we shouldn't. Is it the same as racism, though? Where do you draw the line with this one? Well, where do you draw the line, exactly. Justin? So, so we... if, if it becomes illegal to, to have banter with overweight people... Well, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Hang uh, on. Banter. 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 Okay, you could be arrested... Okay, so what then happens if you're taking the Mickey out of your friend who's got ginger hair? Are you then going to be arrested for that? Is there any difference between those two? Arguably, no. Well, arguably, well, yes. Yes. I don't know. You're still taking the Mickey out of somebody, being horrible to somebody. What's the difference? Well, hang on a minute. Where, uh, you're right. Where do we draw the line? Can, do, do, supposing I, I, I um, am horrible to Kelly Betts, as I often, often am, could I get arrested for that? Yeah, probably. Why? Um, My dad's a copper. Hey. You can get arrested for anything that causes distress to the person or someone uh, listening well, these days. I, you know how I'm going to evade arrest? I'm going to j- jump on a motorbike and not wear a helmet. And as we learnt yesterday, the police are unable to chase you. This Dr Jackson's conducted two studies, right, into the effects of fatism. fatism. The first showed that <laughs> trying to shame people into slimming actually made them put more weight on. Yeah, I can understand yep, that. that yep. And her latest study found that fat people who were made to feel ashamed of their size suffered more symptoms of depression. Actually, what she's done a study of is shame. If she loves fat people so much, you complete the sentence. But it involves a church. <laughs> Or a registry office. And walking down the aisle. Or an, an electric buggy, if, you know. Go and marry them. That's the, that's the point I was making, Justin, yes. Yeah. You, you, thank Good you point. for clarifying that. Should it be illegal? Should it be illegal to mock um, uh, larger people, Justin? Yes, I'll take that one to the streets. You're a good be, man. Be interested to see what happens. How's the cold, boss? Oh, mate, I'd, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm yay close to packing it all in today. What? I feel rough as, mate. You sound good. Thanks, man. Sounds sexy. Hey! Thanks, man. It's all right, mate. See you later. Hey, you two love each other so much, won't you? um... Uh, Yeah, exactly. We're allowed to now. Do you want another one? Um... Do you know what? You don't?
for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton on Dunstable Road, there's been a breakdown at the A6 for Telford Way, so that's partially blocking the road, so causing some delays. In Amersham on the A355, it's starting to look slow on the speed sensors between Butchells Lane and the A40 London Road at Beaconsfield. And on the North Orbital Road, that's very busy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking slow from Junction 21 at the M1 towards Watford. And the M1 southbound also looking very busy from Dunstable towards the Luton Airport spare road. On the trains the 727 service from Milton Keynes Central to Manchester Piccadilly has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Off-road motorbikes causing residents problems in Houghton Regis. Health Service Ombudsman criticises Hearts Hospital and more than 150 cars damaged in High Wycombe. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Bedfordshire family say it is shocking that off-road motorbikes are still being allowed to run amok in Houghton Regis. Louise Spendelow was in her car when she was hit by an unmarked motorbike which drove straight across a roundabout. I was going right at the roundabout as I was on my way to uni um, and he just come obviously from the right, went straight over the roundabout um, and just la- hit me on the wing um, and just landed straight on my windscreen. Um, and then I think he realised what he'd done um, and then he just got back on his bike and just wheelied up the road. Bedfordshire police say they are dealing with issues. The Conservative Chief Whip Michael Gove has said David Cameron's decision to put a limit on his time as Prime Minister shows he's a sane, decent guy who's not in it for glory, ego or wealth. Yesterday, Mr Cameron surprised observers by ruling out a third term in office and naming three possible successors, Boris Johnson, George Osborne and Theresa May. Labour and Liberal Democrats have said it's arrogant of the Prime Minister to speculate about a third Tory term before the public have given their verdict on his first. But Mr Gove said voters would welcome David Cameron's refreshing honesty. There have been predecessors, Margaret Thatcher, others, whom you've had to prise out of Downing Street. Their fingernails have been there in the door jam. One of the things about David, one of the reasons he's popular, respected and liked as Prime Minister, is people know that he is not interested in the office for what it can give him. He's interested because of public service. The treatment of a patient at a Hertfordshire hospital has been criticised by the health service ombudsman. At one point, the man was left without any food or drink over a bank holiday weekend. More details from Gail Sanderson. The ombudsman says the lack of food and drink caused the patient unnecessary discomfort in his final weeks and days and distressed his family. During an earlier stay in hospital, the same man, who had advanced Parkinson's disease, was not given essential medication and his false teeth were lost. The Eastern North Hertfordshire NHS Trust didn't replace the teeth, which meant he was left struggling to eat. 
The UK Independence Party has expelled one of its MEPs and her assistant over an alleged expenses fraud. Janice Atkinson had been intending to stand as a candidate in the general election in Kent. She has said she will appeal against the ruling by a disciplinary panel. The police are investigating the allegations which the UKIP leader Nigel Farage said couldn't look worse. More than 150 cars have now been damaged in High Wycombe after weeks of trouble in the town. The latest incidents took place over the weekend when 10 cars had their windows smashed in on Dashwood Avenue. The vandalism started at the beginning of the month following the inquest into Habib Ullah's death, who died during a police stop and search. These people live on Dashwood Avenue. The reaction is shock, upset, a lot of support for each other and not really knowing what to do. It's, um, it's not a nice feeling to find that your car's been vandalised. When is it going to stop? We don't really know. We hope it does. And the weather forecast after a cloudy start and a few spots of rain, it will become increasingly sunny through the morning with highs of 10 Celsius. That's 50 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News. I'm back with headlines at half seven. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my own
Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, have we got some texts? We have loads. Um, Dave, Let's have some of them. We'll I say loads. Us. We've got two from two people called Dave. Oh, morning, Dave. Different morning, Daves. Daves. Uh, Dave. Everyone knows a Dave. <laughs> morning, Ian. About the bikes, taser the little... That will stop them, says Dave. OK. Well, that's assuming the police get close enough to taser them. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, OK. I was on a motorbike yesterday, says Dave the Butcher, and the helmet and the bike was totally legal, but the police pulled me over and fined me £100 as my number plate was not British standard, so they can do it if they think they'll get some money from the people. Oh, OK. Uh, so give us a shout if well, uh, you <clears throat> want to on 81333. Why are we talking about this? Well, it's because no-one, it, it seems, is willing to stop motorcyclists driving wherever and however they want in Houghton Regis. We took loads of calls yesterday from people who'd had near misses and in one case a direct hit with bikers who care as little about the rules of the road as they do about wearing helmets. Well, Justin Dealey's in Houghton Regis this morning. Justin, where are you exactly and what's going on? Thank you, boss. Yes, I was here yesterday as well. Uh, when I turned up in Houghton Regis, um, started talking about this, it seemed that every single person had a story about what was going on in their local area. Uh, joining me live now is Louise Spenderlow. Louise, you had an accident involving one of these motorbikes only last week. Tell us what happened. Uh, yes, I did. I had one um, on Wednesday just gone. Um, I was coming out of Morrison's in Hatton Regis, uh, turning right at the roundabout, um, and someone on a dirt bike actually come straight across the roundabout and just went straight into my wing. Um, and landed on top of my windscreen. However, he just drove straight off. Well, just say that again. Somebody ended up on your windscreen, so you could actually see their face. That actually happened only last week. Yes, he did. He landed um, on my windscreen, on my bonnet, um, but then he just got literally straight back off and done a wheelie up the road. Well, it must have been utterly terrifying for you. Yeah, it was It was really terrifying, and the worst thing about it is, obviously, the damage done to my car. I couldn't get out my door, so I couldn't... Um, a member of the public had to actually help me get out my car because my door was jammed. Um, and this person just got back on the bike and, uh, and sped off? Yeah, just literally sped off. I think there was three others with him, um, and they just literally sped up off the road. It was a miracle that person wasn't killed. I've seen the damage on your vehicle as well. I can't believe that they just got back on the bike and, and they went. Yeah, that was the most shocking part as well, because he wasn't wearing no protective clothing or a helmet, so he could have been seriously injured himself. Goodness me. OK, so because this person left the scene, how has that affected the insurance on your vehicle? Um, if I was to go through my insurance, I'd lose all my um, four years no claims um, and it would send my insurance to basically cost me thousands, So, which I don't really want to do, but I might have to try, try and get a quote privately, otherwise it would just, I'll have to be paying thousands for something that wasn't my fault. I mean, everybody here in House and Regis seems to have a story, seems to have a concern. Just how bad is the problem here where you live? Um, it's getting worse, really, because um, we're ending up phoning the police many, many times a day. Um, but it's health and safety as well, because obviously they're not wearing no protective clothing. Um, it was just lucky I was in a car and not a pedestrian, or I didn't have a child in my car, because I think it would have ended up a lot serious. I was going to say, a lot of people saying that the police don't care. That's what people are saying to me. Um, you've spoken to the police. Did they have any care at all about this serious accident, which, of course, you were involved in? Um, in my opinion, I don't think they did, no, because uh, they didn't come out to my scene. I had to go to them. Um, and also I phoned them on Sunday when they come across um, my lady's team playing football um, and they just said they'd send an officer out, but within the hour we didn't even see one officer. So even though somebody was, was on the bonnet of your vehicle, serious accident, they didn't come to you? No, they didn't come to me. They told me to go to the local police station, which was Houghton Regis. Uh, when we got there, no-one was there. Um, it was shut, so we had to go to Dunstable and they weren't very, very good either. Do you think, and this may be uh, being 
slightly over the top here, but do you think somebody is going to get killed soon? Bearing in mind what's happened to you, that could have been somebody with a child. Do you think somebody will be killed soon here in Hales and Regis? Um, I personally do, yeah. Obviously, I do hate to say it because it's not very good, but um, the way that they're going, it's they're, they're just risking too many lives. So I do think it will end up someone being killed. Wow. Uh, thank you, Louise. Um, your mum's here as well. Tracy, you phoned in yesterday. Um, Bedfordshire police aren't coming on the programme this morning. Instead, they're sending us a statement. What's your reaction to that? Disgust. Cowardly. Not impressed at all. I could at least face some questions and answer some questions. People, what we pay our taxes, people have got to ask. Mm. And why they're not coming out to these, you know, scenes. When was the last time you phoned them? Sunday. And how many times? Three. What happened? Nothing. Nothing at all? Come on, no. seriously, absolutely nothing after three phone calls? No. On three different occasions, the same motorbike, we believe, that went into Louise, came up our road, and Louise said, that's them, phoned them up, nothing. I mean, how does that make you feel? Bearing in mind that, that your daughter's had an accident, she couldn't get out of her vehicle to begin with, you think it's the same bike coming down your road, you've made three phone calls to say to the police, look, this is the bike, you can probably check the CCTV as well, and they've ignored you. How does that make you feel? Um, a waste of space, actually, because I thought they're there to support the public. I support, you know, they're there to help us in our hours of need. We pay our taxes, but what, what, are we do, what are we paying them for then? If I took matters into my own hands, or my husband did, we'd be in trouble. And how close are you to doing that? Well, I'm at the end of my tether because, you know, last year we had all the nuisance car drivers cruising up the end of the a road on the back and on industrial estate now this year we're getting all the motorbikes one o'clock in the morning they were going down the road with these loud exhausts on saturday night waking the whole neighborhood up it's it's not mm. you know it's not acceptable okay just lastly um i am absolutely convinced of this uh, despite them not coming on the program today the powers that be at bedfordshire police they will be listening to this. You I know that so. much. You know that much. So. Um, what do they need to do, as somebody who lives along this road, what do they need to do to sort this problem out? Respond to the calls. They keep blaming it, the lack of resources. We haven't got the funding. We can't do this. We can't do that. It doesn't take a rocket science, you know, rocket scientist, to come out here at least, like a, I don't know, sit in an unmarked car do something that will actually um, stop these people. It will take somebody to get killed before something is done and that's always the way, you know. That accident that happened Louise, it was right on top of the zebra crossing. He could have missed Louise quite easily and he could have gone into a buggy with a baby in it, an old age pensioner, anybody, and it was purely and simply not their fault, these stupid idiots, because that's what they are, driving around on these bikes, no number plates. It's, it's just an accident waiting to happen. Seriously. Thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. There you go. Um, Louise and also Tracy joining us live on the programme, Ian. Mm. Um, quite shocking. And again, I'll go back to the point I made earlier on. Um, I was here yesterday in Houghton Regis, not even in this area. Um, I got taken to a different area. So it's, it's not just one particular area yeah. of Houghton Regis. It's happening all over the place. And you've heard the story there from Louise, somebody ending up on the bonnet of her vehicle mm and still the police didn't respond. Justin, excellent stuff. Dean's called in on this. Morning, Dean. Yeah, good morning, Ian. You just Ian. heard um, uh, what Justin has had to say. What's your take on this? Um, I lived in Houghton Regis from 2001 until 2006. 
one of my main reasons for moving out was um, the lack of safety and the fact of the motorbikes riding around. And just to give you an example, I was pushing my daughter, who was then one, in a buggy um, through Houghton Regis, through the um, through the park, um, and put it this way: two mopeds came zooming along the um, footpath. They were not going to give way. Put it that way, Blimey. and. and I had to put my daughter basically into a bush in the buggy. Flipping egg. We, we got down to the co-op, um, as it was then. Uh, it, it, it burned down by fire or whatever. But um, And I saw a police car with a policeman. So I spoke to him, and I said, what happened? And it, he just said, oh, right, OK. Well, you need to go to the police station and report it. I said, but why can't you just go <laughs> up and... and go up and, and, and sort it out. Oh, by the time we get into one end of that park, they'll be gone out the other end. There's no point. Wow. That's that's the classic. There's no point. If the police are saying, and they said to me, there is no point, what is the point of the police? Dean, I, I, I'm, well, I say unbelievable. I, I can believe all of this now. We're hearing so many of these stories. Thank you for sharing that one with us. Oh, hang on a second. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton on Dunstable Road, it's been partially blocked at Telford Way because a car's broken down. Darren, who was the driver of the car, called in to tell us that. The A1 southbound's very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabouts. And then Amersham on the A355, that's looking very slow between Bartrell's Lane and the A40 London Road. On the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise is looking slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 9 for Watford and the A1M southbound's looking busy round Junction 7 for Stevenage. Samantha Burroughs, BBC Three Counties Radio. Headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Houghton Regis residents say it's shocking that off-road motorbikes are still not being policed properly. Bedfordshire Police insist they are working hard to address the issues. And the Conservative Chief Whip, Michael Gove, has said that David Cameron was merely being honest when he told the BBC he would not seek a third term if returned to power at the general election. BBC Three Counties Radio. In football, most things can change. Luton Town have confirmed that their Kenilworth Road ground is to be renamed. But one thing that doesn't is our coverage of your local team. Tonight, we're at the Prostate Cancer UK Stadium. Where? Kenilworth Road to you and me as Luton take on Wickham. And now a chance for Lawless! Alex Lawless drives it in! We'll have all the build-up and then full commentary on another important game at the top of the table. Fred gets up, well, header, goal! Wickham back in the... Right on the table with his second goal, completely unmarked. Luton versus Wickham in Three Counties Sport. Tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. An interesting suggestion on uh, Twitter. Someone has suggested that uh, Dealey should buy a dirt bike and infiltrate the gang. I mean, it's not actually a bad idea. A, that would be um, award-winning radio, and B, we might be able to bring the curse of these motorcyclists to an end. Lucy's on the line. Morning, Lucy. Good morning, and you right? Uh, I'm struggling today, but what have you got for us? Uh, the motorbike issue, it's been around for a while now, and it looks like they disappear and they come back. If they're not in Houghton regions, they're indomitable. Mm. So we have a problem in French's Gate, French's Avenue, and... Uh, 
Popcorn Way. Mm. Behind Popcorn Way, there used to be a skateboarding place oh, for yeah. the kids. They go behind there and they come back through the houses and they cross over A5 to Houghton regions. So it's a problem because of they are not only biking, they are stealing too. They put them in the sheds where the beans are. They put things that they steal behind the sheds. So it is a community thing, which is serious. Have you spoken to the police about this? Yes, my husband lost his beautiful bike last week on a Sunday. It was on a chain. How did they lift it up? We don't know. It was daylight, and we called the police. They never responded. He went to the police station in Dunstable. They told him to, they give him a number to call and call the insurance. Oh. So they came on Monday to take a statement. They said, oh, we know about these boys. We're still investigating. We are helping out. Yesterday when I called, because of there were two boys making a record up and down, and we called the police, they did come, but I wish that they could not come with a marked car. They need to come with an unmarked car, because they would run away. Mm. Within a second, you don't know where they're going to. So it is an issue that Andrew Sulis has to address again. Because of they have no number plates, they have no protective clothing, it's dangerous. Lucy, thank you very much indeed. Well, it seems the police aren't doing a lot. They're certainly not coming on the show to tell us about it. 08459 455. 555 is the phone number. So, you seen this? This uh, uh, cheeky fella, a tight-fisted diner, got out of paying for a meal by releasing his pet rat in the restaurant and screaming for a refund. You cheeky little chance, are you? Christopher Baker had paid £7.25 and scoffed an all-you-can-eat Valentine's Day buffet at the, di- at the diner. But the meanie, who'd been drinking heavily, aye, was determined to eat his meal for free. He took the pet from his coat, placed it on the floor and started yelling, It's a rat. I'm not eating here. I want my money back. Shocked diners panicked. Some rushed for the door and others stood as flustered waiters tried to catch the rat. Pest control experts were called in to examine the captured creature. They confirmed the critter was not wild and recently had had a haircut. Why would you cut the hair of a rat? Uh, I, we had rats, we never cut their hair. Well, this fella did, and that was his downfall when he was trying to claim a free meal by releasing it in a restaurant. He trimmed his rat. He tr- he'd trimmed his rat. I don't get that whole trimming stuff. Just let it grow wild and free. Now, more than 150 cars have been damaged in three weekends of trouble in High Wycombe. On Sunday, ten cars had their windows smashed on Dashwood Avenue, although this time there was no graffiti. In the past, the letters NJMP for No Justice, No Peace were painted on bodywork, which led police to link the attacks with the inquest into the death of Habib Ullah during a stop and search. Well, Janet O'Hare, who lives on Dashwood Avenue, spoke to our reporter, Tony Fisher. Tell us about what happened. We're we're standing by some cars that have obviously been vandalised. Nobody actually saw what had actually happened, but um, they've obviously gone along the footpath and um, smashed each window um, as they walked through. It's about ten cars, apparently, in total. Yes, yeah. We can see two or three at the moment parked right here with with their... driver window smashed in. That's correct, but um, people have moved their vehicles and the next day um, the glass was swept up by the the local neighbours in support of the people who have been victimised. But these people are innocent people, aren't they? What's the the reaction amongst uh, people living on this road? The reaction is shock, upset, a lot of support for each other. 
and not really knowing what to do. There's nothing we can do other than be um, vigilant and speak out. Well, Sydney Daniels runs a garage off Dashwood Avenue. Sydney, one of your cars was damaged as well. What happened? Yeah, well, well that was done on Saturday night. Uh, I got a phone call that one of my cars might be up there, so I went up there straight away. Had a look. Yeah, it was one of the Mercedes we parked up there just overnight. Um, smashed the rear window in, and that was the end of that. But what can you do? What can you do about it? If you can't find them, who's doing it? It must be very frustrating. How many other vehicles in the street were, were smashed, do you reckon? I think there was about 10, roughly. Yeah. And then they had the, the other day where they had them down at um, Abercrombie, same thing again. Our two friends down there had their vehicles smashed as well. What do people think is going on? Why are they doing it? I think it's just crazy. If they've got a problem, sort it out with the police. Or go to the police and sort it out themselves. This must be causing a lot of hassle it amongst is. the community. And it's costing people a lot of money as well to their insurance. Yeah. And they will suffer next year for it. Well, yeah, exactly. Or we all will, I should say. Well, the, the whole postcode could go up if it That's keeps right. on going on like this. That's right. It's ridiculous, really. They got some, if they've got something for the police, don't, don't involve other people. And is there... Uh, I mean, what can you do to make your car safer? B- b- park somewhere else, I suppose. We but then... park somewhere else, but where do you park? Mm. You've only got a certain amount of parking spaces. You know, you're trying to help people at the same time. I say that night we just left it up there for just one, one out of... That could have been ten up there at one time. So that's more money out of my pocket, then. Sydney, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stuart's in Bedford. Morning, Stuart. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, Buzz? Um, as far as the police are concerned, I don't know about this vandalism on the cars there, but in Bedford, um, there's at least 60 officers under strength. They can't be everywhere, and it's obviously no good trying to catch these boys on the on the motorcycles, on the track bikes, with cars and vans. They need to be they need to be the same. Get some track bikes. How do you know there's 60 officers under strength? Where do you get that figure from? This was this was uh, on your program. Some. Uh, probably quite a lot of weeks ago, but right. at the same time, you were talking about, um, I think it was Thames Valley, have got to save £45 million pounds over the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, everywhere's got to save a fortune. Everywhere's got to save a fortune. Yeah, uh, yeah, be- because the government keeps cutting the funding for the police. Yeah. You know, you can't employ people if you're losing money. Lincolnshire were nearly bankrupt because they've got such a big area to cover and were underfunded by the government. In the great scheme of things, Stuart, if we have to make uh, um, uh, cuts and prioritise, some thugs riding, riding around on motorbikes, it, 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 how high up the list of priorities should that be? It should be at the top of the list. What, above murder? Well, well uh, you know... Second top... behind murder? Well, no, I wouldn't say behind murder, no. But, I mean, there's plenty of murders being investigated still six, year, six years on from when they happened. Yeah. But... You know, but the, but um, is, is really, kids on motorbikes, the number one priority in Bedford? When they're breaking the law and causing havoc amongst the public, it, it certainly is. What about rape? Well, all these things need to be investigated. But, they got, <laughs> but you understand, they, they do, and I'm not necessarily defending them, they couldn't be bothered to come on, so, you know. But um, you, I guess you do have to kind of prioritise where you're going to invest the, the, the most amount of money. Well, in Bedford on a Saturday night, there's never any police to c- come out to any any things that you need them to come to look at because they're too busy down in the high street looking after uh, all the um, nightlife, nightlife amongst the, cl- the clubs and pubs in the Bedford high street. 
you see a van down there with about five or six officers in it. But then if it all kicked off in Bedford High Street because the coppers weren't there, you'd be phoning up complaining that there, there weren't enough coppers keeping an eye on the drunk idiots in Bedford High Street. That's what I'm saying, Ian. There's six, at least 60 officers under strength in Bedford because um, the commissioner, he wants to uh, raise the um, council tax yeah. to make provision for another 100 officers. So I say 60, which was said on your programme some weeks back, and uh, he, but he wants another 100. Ollie Martins, of course. I wonder how the Ollie Martins campaign is going, Catherine. I've not really heard much about it, to... So, uh... Uh, petition people to increase the council tax payments towards the old bill. I wonder how he said he was going to be going around and shaking lots of hands and things. If he's shaking your hand, give us a call. 08459 We've got any Texas? Yeah, we have. Go on then. Um, uh, on the subject of uh, these bikes in Houghton. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Martin in Limbury says it's not a miracle this biker wasn't injured. It's a shame he wasn't. It's the only way he will oh. learn. Uh, Aylesbury's Stewart says um, Louise's story is typical of police impotence and indifference. They're too busy hassling innocent taxi drivers trying to make an honest living than police serious matters. There's a story there, isn't there? Uh, and also uh, David says dog kennel walk in Houghton Regis on Sunday. A near miss with a couple walking with a child in a pram. Just check the TV, uh, CCTV. Please police the off-road bikers from David. Okay. I mean, Stuart there was making the point that, you know, there aren't enough police to go around, but in some of these cases, the police have been sitting there and seen the bikers doing what they're doing. Just seen that they don't want to do a lot. They can't even bother to send us uh, to come on the show. They said they send us a badly worded statement that seems half-finished. Great work, guys. Great work, guys. 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Hey, you seen this fella? Which fella? Henry Chow Hoi Leung. No, I haven't. A man yesterday was jailed for life for chopping up his parents and cooking oh. them in the microwave. Yeah, I heard of this guy. He salted them, didn't he? He, he assaulted and then he salted them. Yeah. He cooked the flesh before packing it into lunchboxes with rice like barbecued pork. Wow, that's a special kind of crazy, isn't it? Uh, remains were found in a bin and officers believe missing body parts had been eaten. Wow. Um, dearie me. Chow told police he wanted to kill himself six months before the attack, but chose to take revenge on his parents instead. Blimey. But you've got to wonder what it tastes like. Haven't you? Chicken, isn't it? I think, it's, I think it's more like pork, human flesh. It's, it's, it's tougher than chicken. I'm not crazy about it. I can give it a miss. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just curious. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 southbound looking very slow from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. Looking at the speed sensors in Dunstable Road in Luton, that's now moving well again. The road has been cleared of the breakdown at the A6 for Telford Way. In Mark Yate, the A5 southbound is looking slow approaching the M1. And on the M1 southbound, that's looking busy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy at Junction 21 for the M1. Uh, from the M1 towards Watford, it's looking quite slow. Samantha Bruff, BBC. Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past...
Channel 7 with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Residents say it is absolutely shocking that off-road motorbikes are still being allowed to cause trouble to residents in Houghton Regis. Bedfordshire police say they are aware of issues regarding quad bikes and off-road motorcycles in the area and say they're working hard to address the issue. The Conservative Chief Whip Michael Gove has said that David Cameron was merely being honest when he told the BBC he wouldn't seek a third term if returned to power at the general election. The Prime Minister has been accused of arrogance by Labour and the Liberal Democrats who say that the public have yet to deliver their verdict on Mr Cameron's first term. The treatment of a patient at a Hertfordshire hospital has been criticised by the Health Service Ombudsman. It says the lack of food and drink caused the patient unnecessary discomfort in his final weeks and days and distressed his family. And more than 150 cars have now been damaged in High Wycombe after weeks of trouble in the town. The latest incidents took place over the weekend when 10 cars had their windows smashed in on Dashwood Avenue. And the weather forecast, after a cloudy start and a few spots of rain, it will become increasingly sunny through the morning with highs of 10 Celsius. That's 50 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town take on fellow promotion hopefuls Wickham Wanderers tonight in League Two. The Hatters are likely to field a similar squad to the one that lost at Newport last week. Luton have lost their last four, so has automatic promotion slipped away for John Still's side? The one thing that we feel is that if we can do enough to get automatic, which we need to win loads of games to do that, or do enough to do playoffs, our squad would look a lot fitter. For Wickham Wanderers, Matt McClure returns to the squad after suspension as the chairboys look to create a four-point automatic promotion gap between them and Berry in fourth. The FA is implementing a plan to limit the number of work permits being given out to non-EU players under plans to increase the number of English players in the game. The stricter work permit rules approved by the Home Office will come into force from the 1st of May and the FA chairman, Greg Dyke, says they're long overdue. We have got to change, otherwise we're going to end up with uh, elite English football having nothing to do with English people. I think UEFA themselves will be quite interested in some of the changes because I think everybody sees there's a problem. Tennis Now and Rafael Nadal says he'll begin his preparations for Wimbledon by playing at the grass court at Queen's Club. Nadal has played at the West London tournament five times before but the last time he competed there was in 2011. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'm back with a full bulletin at 8 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So there's a naughty man goes into a... Um, uh, a naughty man goes into a hospital. Very naughty man. Where is he? Hang on a second. Hang on, 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 hang on. Oh, it's there we are. A naughty man goes into the hospital, and he look. He looks. I've never seen Shameless, but he looks like the fella from Shameless. He does, the dad. I've never seen. I've only ever seen the poster. I've seen it. The first few series were good, and then he got daft. Well, that's that happens to everything. Yeah. Isn't it? I wish they'd bring Brookside back, but that's by the by. <clears throat> 
He went to the A&E um, uh, in uh, hospital, obviously. And um, he's nuts. Christopher Dearlove went to A&E and made up a story about coming from West Africa where his wife had died from Ebola. This is a white fella. He said he was coughing. White people can get Ebola. I know, I know, I know, but um, carry on. What happened to that fruit... Sorry, what happened to that concerned dad that was not going to send his kid to school unless she wore uh, an Ebola mask because we were all going to die of Ebola? I let's. Think, I think she ended up going to school. Let's get him back on. Shall we find out what happened? All right. See, see, we should do, actually, because he was predicting that we were all going to be stricken with it and, oh, what a surprise, it's on its way down. And we were the stupid ones for not taking precautions. Let's get him back either today or tomorrow. Maybe have him tomorrow at 10 too, shall we? We've got someone... Well, yeah, all right. Well, we've got something else to 10 to yeah. tomorrow. What have we got? You know, the Erev... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to Oh, we're going to do that. Okay, brilliant. well, let's just get him on tomorrow. Get him on. All the day after, doesn't mean there's no rush. See when he can fit us in. Can I have my name in brackets after it in the running order, please? Because that's my story. Can, can. can we do that? Does that just feel like I should get more? You know, it's my story. And th- I should probably have my name in brackets after the motorbike story. Do you want to write it? Do you want to write it as well? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, if you phone... If the day, day producer phones about, I'll write it, yeah. Now, you may remember a few weeks ago, we had a right old case on... All right, maybe I'll write it. So, yeah, go anyway. But I want go. my name in brackets after. I'll put it wherever you want. And I want my name in brackets after the story about motorbikes, because it was me that broke it. Well, it's Pat, but... Well, all right, put Pat slash Ian. Uh, OK. Why is this so important all of a sudden? I don't know. It's important to everyone else, so I thought I'd muscle in on, on the name in brackets thing. Go. He said he was coughing up blood and tested positive at the airport. Staff at Diana, Princess of Wales Hospital. Diana, the Princess of Wales Hospital? Mm-hmm. Hasn't the envelopes. She, hasn't she suffered enough? Yeah. Put on mark, put on mark, put on masks and pr- protective clothing and part of A&E came to a standstill. Is your mic OK? It's making a funny noise. Why are you doing that? Addison had a big name, Porky. When he was challenged, he gave a false name and said, it's not my fault if everyone becomes infected! Oh, my goodness. Um, what he did uh, was he um, he then coughed on the receptionist um, and uh, was using that as a, a threat. Nice guy. So what happened to him? He, um... He uh, get done? Yeah, he's got done. He's got done. He's got done. He's gone to prison. Where's he from again? Uh, Wales. Lincolnshire. Well, I was in Lincolnshire. Okay. So that's that. That's that sorted, Daz. Poor old Daz is still stranded. Darren, I thought you said the recovery was going to be half an hour. Yeah, they've no, just put it on the back of the, of the pickup now. We've had to block Bury Road at, at the junction for a brief moment, but it's just strapping the last wheel on and it's going to be moved, okay? How does it feel to have so much power over uh, other sad cases? Oh, it feels horrible, Ian. Oh, I'll tell you what, the glares I've had, the people who've been videoing it on their mobile phones oh. as they've driven past, amazing. But these things happen to all of us at some point. I, 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 I remember then. my car broke down, OK? There's a problem I have with my car. And it broke down on a roundabout um, that was going on to the motorway. So it was a big, busy roundabout, OK? I was in the middle lane and it just stopped. <laughs> And it, it stalled, and to get it going, I had to keep starting it, and that would move it a few feet, then it would stall, then I'd start it, and move it, blah, 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 right? So I stopped, and I'm juddering, and I've got my hazard lights on. I'm obviously in trouble. The woman behind me beeps me, flashes me, gives me the come on, hurry up sign, and then gives me two fingers. And I'm there, I can move. I'm thinking, you cheeky, you cheeky man, one day this will happen to you. And I, I felt terrible as well. Darren, I wish you the best of luck. I hope the day improves for you. 
I was juddering. I was obviously struggling. Your car wasn't moving, and it was like, ugh. And she beat me and gave me the, come on, come on. Does Darren know that you finished with him? Because I'd have hung, I had a phone call from Stuart earlier on, yeah. who um, wanted to say, he said it in a sarcastic voice, so I don't think he meant it. All right, Darren. Thank you very Stuart. much for saying uh, goodbye to me and just talking over me. And, and we, I said, we didn't cut you off. So uh, from now on, everyone gets a goodbye. Bye, Darren. Bye. Thank you very much indeed, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Darren had finished talking with them. Who's, what did Stuart phone in to say? I bet his point was to rubbish. To say that there were 62 few police in Bedfordshire. Oh. It was an all right point. But, no, um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was rubbish. He actually said, my wife's next to me if you want to hear how much you cut me off. So I said, go on then. <laughs> spoke to his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I spoke to his wife very briefly, then you took the phone back off her. Anyway. It was sorry, a good Stuart, point, Stuart. Sorry you felt um, slighted. But I, it, Bye, I Stuart. I haven't got time to say goodbye to everyone. All, all the, uh, all the. Well, let's let's see how we get on with uh, another Darren. Good morning, Darren. Good morning. What good? Uh, and uh, this conversation will not end until both parties have said goodbye. Okay. Uh, just two things I've got to say. First of all, yes. um, I love you guys. I love your program yeah. every morning oh. without fail. I will listen to you. You just crack me up. Well, you you're, you're very kind, Darren. Thank you. Have a word with um, Wendy Rowe, will you, on Facebook. And Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just marry uh, us? No, seriously, you guys are brilliant. Uh, I just I love the whole program. Uh, the second thing was to do about that council tax, Ollie Moore thing. Holly uh, Martin, yes. Holly Mark, sorry. Holly Mark. Holly Mark. I thought that was a bit strange. Uh, yeah, I spoke to the council the other day about you know what, how what my council tax would be, and they said it's going up. I said fine. So what's it going for? They said oh the Bedfordshire police need it. I said really. I said by three, four quid. I went okay, and that was it really. That's the whole point. Oh uh, uh, well, you it. know that well. Ah, it is going up, but there's going to be a referendum in May at the general election as to whether you want it to go up. So it's going up in advance. Oh. There'll be a referendum. If you vote against it, I'm guessing they get the money back, do they? Mm. I don't know how that works, but the, the, the rise may or may not be permanent. I don't know. Well, even so, they'll probably keep it there for other things, maybe. I don't know. Well, Ollie, Ollie came on, and I'm surprised you've not heard more about this, Darren, because he told us he was going to be really working the, uh, the, the, the local area and telling people he wants 100 new coppers out of the money, I think. Well, they sound like they need it in Bedford. I live in Sandy, so I, don't, I live in a fairly nice area where we don't see that much trouble touch plastic. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, other areas maybe. But that was it. Just um, thank you for a great show, and I can't oh, wait to you see you tomorrow. Creep. You creep. Bye. Bye-bye, Darren. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye-bye. What a creep. Yeah, why not come through, Catherine? I can hear you whispering, so, Is yeah. saying yes or no? I think saying yes. No, don't come in. Don't come in, Catherine. I don't want you in here. Go away. And uh, Ian on Twitter, he's reminded me the fella wasn't worried about Ebola. It was Embola he was worried oh, about. Oh, Embola. It was Embola he was worried about. Gosh. Not Ebola. We shouldn't laugh, should we? Go on, what have you got in the papers I then? I haven't got any papers. Well, what, Pass me pa some. Which papers do you want? I want the Mail and or the Sun. There was a fella who did a. Uh, tell, me, tell you what, pass me the sun if you would. I don't get uh, food that causes pain and the enjoyment therein, do you? Are, are we back to this Chinese fella eating his mum and dad? No, different kind of pain. By the way, um, Scott, your offer of uh, human pork, I'm, I'm not jumping down on that, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Um, yeah, page 19 of the sun, if you want to read along a calf, is this. Um, he's cormatose. A competitor he's is what? cormatose. Go on, this sounds interesting. A competitor was kept in hospital overnight after eating Britain's hottest curry at a contest in Cleethorpe's the... Lincolnshire. Tough guy, tough guy. Well done. Tough guy, tough guy. Damaging yourself tough for guy. male pride. Well done. Tough guy. Tough guy. You got. Hey, there's a point. 
Right, go on. You've got your women's rights. Yeah. You've got your gay pride. Yeah. Where's your men's pride? Where's your, where's your pride, men? Call in and be proud, men. Straight men. Only. 08459. And we're probably not even not allowed to discriminate like that. But you know what? Political correctness... Hang on. Where's, where's political correctness? Here it is. There we go. That's can political. You, can you pass me that so I can... No, no. That's political correctness. And that's, that's just gone now. I'm going to put it in the bin because I'm oh. tidy. Yeah, thank you, because I'm not doing Let's it. Political correctness can kiss my chuddies. I want straight men to phone in and be proud. Oh, I needed a bit of paper, actually. Yeah, Never mind. Be proud. There's no men's pride. I think There's mother's pride. Right. <laughs> Women's rights. Mother's pride. Gay pride. Where's the men's pride? Well, the men have had rights and pride. For yeah, well, time. We're, it's time we claimed it back, well, sisters. you still got it. You still got it. It's time we claimed it back. OK. I don't think there's a finite amount of pride. I don't think we have to share it out. Jamie, are you proud to be a man? Um, Definitely. A heterosexual man in, in uh, broken Britain? <laughs> Will you join me on a march? We can still wear the um, uh, leather chaps. I like that bit of it. We'll calm it. Yeah, calm it down, Jamie. It's grumpy, Jamie. Yes, it is grumpy, Jamie. How are we? I'm very, very well. Put you off your chicken wrap this morning, did we? You certainly did. Good. That's in the bin. That's in the bin. Good. That's that done. That's out of the way. Forget that. It's gone. Yes. The council tax. Yes, well, boss. Fifteen point eight percent. It went up for the police. Yeah. So oh, it's, so it's, it's, it's actually gone up now. Well, yeah. That's what it came out on the bill. Fifteen point eight percent until it goes to the referendum. Are you happy that it's gone up? No. <laughs> He's not happy generally. No, that's that's true. Um, well, so, uh, um, uh, how will you be voting? In, are we, am I, hang on a second. Am I allowed to ask him how I'll be voting in terms of um, the Which referendum? I'm going to go to. Hang on, no, uh, hang on. What am I allowed to ask him about the election? Um, Can I, not very much. Um, um, what are your feelings about the referendum, Jamie? Hey. I'll vote against it. Yep. Oh, oh, I don't think you're supposed to have told us that. I don't know what the rules are, Jamie, as to whether you're allowed to have told me that. Um, well, if... If I've broken the rules, I'll take it on the chin. Hey, good lad, he's going to take it on the chin. You've got to respect that. Jamie, what makes you proud to be a man? Uh, many things. Thank you very much indeed. I like Jamie. I do. He joins in in... Uh, uh, oh, sorry, Jamie. Oh, oh. No. Ke bye, Kelly. Bye, no, Jamie. no, no, Kelly, can you call can Jamie you back? back? Can you call Jamie back? I've got to say goodbye to him. Yes, I can. Thank you, my darling. While we're waiting, Paul? Morning. How Paul, what makes you proud to be a man? Oh, um... Creating a two-hour delay at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, go on. What happened? Um, I, I don't know. Some people might know Dobbs Weir in Hoddesdon, where you've got a little right. factory. Yeah. Paul, hang on one second. Sorry, Paul. Yep. Hang on. Jamie. Yes, mate. Goodbye, Bye. Jamie. Goodbye. Thank you, Jamie. Bye. There we go. Sorry, Paul. Carry on. That's all right. Um, yeah, so basically you have to pull up at traffic lights and let the oncoming traffic go. Um, and it's all lorries and stuff like that. So it's, it's very, very tight there. You can only get one person across the bridge at a time. Yeah. And uh, I pulled up at the lights, uh, just sitting there. Um, all of a sudden, saw smoke coming out the front of the van. And within about 40 seconds, there were 10-foot flames coming hey. out the front of the van. Hey. And uh, nothing could get past. <laughs> Flipping heck. And, and the fire engine couldn't get there either. <laughs> So what did you... Well, what happened then, Darren? Paul? I've just been... Sorry, I'm just... Because Darren has, has moved now. Broken down, Darren has moved. Oh, right. It, it took about 45 minutes for the, um, the um, fire engine to get there. Yeah. Um, but I was worried because I had a full tank of petrol. Hey. But luckily I had a full tank. Uh, 
because apparently you don't get the vacuum then and the, uh, the flames don't get pulled in to blow it up. Well, that's so. good to know. Paul, listen, we have to move on. Bye, Paul. Bye. OK, bye. bye. I saw on the uh, junction between the M25 and the M4, motorway 25, motorway 4, the slip road uh, yesterday. I saw a big truck, may have been an 18-wheeler, I don't know. I tried to count the wheels, I couldn't. It was on its side. <gasps> it was on its side. He must have tried to pop a wheelie. Something like that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the A1 southbound from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout and it's slow and Clop Hill on the A6 Bedford Road. That's looking very heavy between Back Street and the A507. Things are all moving fine though in Luton. On Dunstable Road, the broken down car, Darren, has been moved out of the way at Telford Way, so it's all moving fine. And in Amersham on the A355, that's looking very busy between Bartrells Lane and Amersham and the A40 London Road at Beaconsfield. On the A1M southbound, it's very busy around Junction 3 for St Albans. And on the trains, the 8.30 train from High Wycombe to London Marleybone has been cancelled. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, that'll do it. 7.47, Tuesday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents say it's absolutely shocking that off-road motorbikes are still being allowed to cause trouble to residents in Houghton Regis. And the Conservative Chief Whip Michael Gove has said David Cameron's decision to put a limit on his time as Prime Minister shows he's a sane and decent guy. Here's the weather with Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian, thank you. It's been a cold start this morning. We've had some outbreaks of rain. They're just about cleared away eastwards now. Some spells of sunshine coming through, but watch out for showers on and off throughout the day. Not everyone will see them, but if you catch one, it could well be heavy, thundery, and in places some hailstones too. We'll see highs of 9 or 10 Celsius in the best of the sunshine, but those values dipping quite sharply in any heavy downpours. There'll be some showers still continuing through this evening and at first tonight, but over time they will start to ease off. It will become drier as the night wears on. Some clear spells, so lows of 2 or 3 Celsius could just be low enough for a touch of frost in places. Chilly start to the day again tomorrow. Just the chance of the odd shower tomorrow morning, but for most it's a dry day, a bright day, with some good spells of sunshine and highs of 10 Celsius, but a slightly more unsettled feel to the end of the week. There'll be some rain during Thursday afternoon, then a drier spell before the next band of rain arrives during Friday afternoon. And Ian, that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect it to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. They back down and they have put in writing to me that I no longer have the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. So it's today it's men's pride. We've got um, women's rights, gay pride, mother's pride. Where's the, the proudness, the proudity for men? Well, it's here. If you're a man, a heterosexual man, and you're proud, and uh, oh, you know what I mean when I say proud. <laughs> Careful. Oh, oh, steady. You have someone's eye out with that. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. While we're waiting for the calls from proud men to call, you got proud Mary. So so far we have women's rights, 
I'm making myself laugh. No one else. I'm not very well on matter. Women's has come down from the night nurse. I was just swigging it from the bottle. Well, don't do that. You should measure it out with a cap. I dreamt I was in bed with Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean. I always dream that. Not having it away. I was just interviewing him. Oh. I texted you to say I'm in bed with Dean Torrance. Did you? In my dream. All right. Thanks for sharing in your dream. The guest isn't answering. That's okay. So, so far, we've got women's rights. Mother's pride. No, no, this has got to be done in this order. Go. Women's rights, the order that they came. Women's rights, gay pride, mother's pride... And proud Mary. <laughs> I don't even. I don't get it. I don't get why it, why it's funny. What, what are you laughing at? One no. Tiredness. That's what you're laughing at. Shh, who said that? He's a proud woman who's come a cropper. Oh. Do you want one? Not now. Got all the yeah. A mother jailed for allowing her children to pick and choose when they went to school uh, because she thought they would learn more on a beach than in a hot, stuffy classroom now admits she was wrong. Yeah, you know why she admits it? She's been to prison. She has ten weeks she served. Claudia Ward... Oh, yeah, you can go to prison whenever you feel like it. <laughs> Silly man. No. She said prison was the wake-up call she needed and that her children are now 100% attendance record ease. Uh, Miss Ward said she initially wanted her six children to have an amount of choice themselves. She admitted that if her two older children were up late and didn't fancy going to school, she'd let them stay off. On other occasions, she said she just wanted some company. Ah. Ah. Uh. Ah. There we go. But the schools and her local education authority disagreed and her flexible approach was prosecuted five times before being jailed for five months. So she had fair warning. Miss Ward, who served ten weeks of a 20-week sentence, admitted, when I spent my first night in the cell, the enormity of what I'd done at home, I felt so guilty. My stubbornness had meant I was on a prison wing in Gloucester, miles away from my young and vulnerable children. I accepted that my views on education were not correct and everyone must adhere to the rules. Yeah, OK. Where did the parent, the kids stay? With the dad? Dad's. She's uh, got six by four. Flippin' heck, she um, really... No, no judgement. No, no, no judgement at all. Now, deep breath. If you've ever been caught speeding, you'll know you can do speed awareness courses. I've done one. They're a lot of fun. You meet some really great guys on there. Well, how about a course of being caught drunk and disorderly? A scheme run by Hemel Hempstead-based Druglink, which allows offenders to pay a reduced fine in exchange for attending a rehab course, is being rolled out nationally. Well, Sue Green is the uh, Alcohol Diversion Scheme Consultant. Joins me now. Morning, Sue. Good morning. Morning. What does the course involve? Um, it's an educational course to address offending... And obviously, um, through through the issuing of a PND with the police, um, how it started was seven years ago. The government identified 5.8 million binge drinkers. We know today that is well in excess of 12 million. But they're not going to access treatment because they actually don't think they have a problem in the first place. So. We devised or developed an educational course which covers uh, four key components, which is alcohol and offending. As you know, they go hand in hand. Alcohol and violence, too, go hand in hand. Not always, obviously. No, not always, but um, these it's addressed for um, people that have been identified by the police for a fixed penalty notice for either a Section 5 public order offence or DD, drunk and disorderly. So, no, it's not for everyone. It's just the people that are offending through copious amounts of uh, alcohol. And, of course, everyone that, that, that binge drinks doesn't necessarily have a drink problem, do they? 
No, they don't. That's very, very true. Thank you. What, so again, I'll go back to the first question. What, what exactly does the course involve? It's an interactive course. It works in exactly uh, the same way as who wants to be a millionaire. What? So people keep their anonymity. There's questions that will come up on the screen that they may or may not know. Um, we also do um, other exercises. We do an exercise whereby we ask people to uh, write down what they think is a, uh, to pour what they actually think is a unit of alcohol. Yeah. And that comes out quite interesting, actually, because most people will fill a glass of wine up, and, but that's three units of alcohol. Um, and one unit of alcohol in a glass is a lot less. So it does come as a, as a surprise. We talk through the harms and dangers uh, for health, as we know our A&E departments can get quite full um, at weekends. So um, health uh, features very heavily in the um, in the programme as well. Are they just doing it to save a few quid? Because when I was on my speed awareness course, most of the people, well, it, nearly everybody was there, so they wouldn't get the three points on their licence. It was just, you know, they, they, they were there because it was it was the easier option. I totally agree with that. That's why when we developed this, we needed a carrot and stick approach oh. to actually get people on the course. Um, the, the fine that the police issue is £90. Now, half of that fine is waived. Um, so that is very much a carrot to draw people in to, yeah. to attend. Well, Sue, I wish you uh, the very best of luck. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I was slightly confused. Do they win a million pounds? No, they don't win anything. They and win is, their freedom. And is Chris Tarrant there? No. Do they go to the ad break? No. Can you phone a friend? I'm sure you can phone whoever you want during the coffee breaks. Oh, yeah. I'm tempted to start drinking again. No. Go on one of them courses. No, no. Mayhem! Adam! Hello. Good morning, Adam. You've called uh, in JBS, about... JBS, how are you? Sorry? JBS, how are you? Do you want me to, me to come around there and give you a boot up the backside? <laughs> have I got that wrong? Yes, you have, Claire. Now, come on. I, I am sorry. You will I'm be sorry. You sound very like him. My you, apologies. You, you, you will be sorry, Adam, when um, <laughs> I come down there and pull your pants down and give you the, 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 the thrashing. Oh, 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 I'm waiting. Um, yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> I love it. Um, look, um, I'm going to go a bit political here, if that's OK. Yeah? Or no? Well, go on, then. Look, the, the thing is that the reason they're not dealing with these uh, motorcyclists... The, the police that, you're referring to here, yes? Yes. Yes. Is that if they can fob you off, they don't give you a crime number, and that means they can then cli cl claim that crime is down. Oh. You will find any amount of police will... Somehow forget to tell you you have to have a crime number. That, when you consider what government has been doing to the police, I wonder why. You know. Yeah. But the other thing is that I've done work for a couple of police. Oh yeah. I was self, I was self-employed. One I worked for some, um, and one I worked for the actual policeman himself. Oh yeah. And we, you know, one of them I was a friend with. The other one the you other hated. One, was your enemy? <laughs> I just got talking with him, okay. actually. Because um, I've always been a friendly sort of chap. OK, well... But what was happening was I was going through some difficulties uh, where people were doing certain things to me. Oh. And they said, well, you know, we can't do anything. 
I'm saying, well, I've given you the information. I said, no, there is an unwritten rule. Then there's not a rule, if, then, is there, if it's not written? Look, you can have a spoken rule. I've yeah, a, a spoken rule, if you like. Yeah, or, or the un- you can have an unspoken rule. Yeah. Just, that's, you, that's, just you know it. Yeah. So what was the unwritten rule? Did but he speak if you're it? Useful, if you're useful to the county, if you're business and employing people, or if you have a contact with the Chief Commissioner, yeah. it will help you. Oh, okay. I can see why they've not written that down. Ah, this is like the Masons, isn't it? Yes. This is like the Dave Masons, uh, the, uh, the Freemasons. This has, this has been going on since the 90s, to my knowledge. Well, uh, now, Roberto, thank you very much. Goodbye, I have to say. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. The only reason we're moving on, Roberto... Well, there's two reasons. One, I won't say. The second one is because we're running out of time. London Pride you came up with. London Pride. Pride Alliance, out and proud. Hey, so we're going to have an out and proud because we've got gay pride. So far, we've got women's rights, mother's pride, gay pride, proud Mary, London Pride and And a Pride Alliance. It's it's not a bad list. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very busy between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And the A1M southbound's looking busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are long delays between Junction 21 for the M1 and 14 for Heathrow. And in Coney Heath on the A414, that's very heavy around the A1M Junction 3 for St Albans turning and the London Coney roundabouts. And looking at the A1 southbound, that's still very busy from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts. On the trains, the A1M, 8.30 train from High Wycombe to London Marleybone has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Off-road motorbikes causing residents problems in Houghton Regis. Health Service Ombudsman criticises Hearts Hospital and more than 150 cars damaged in High Wycombe. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents say it is absolutely shocking that off-road motorbikes are still being allowed to cause trouble to residents in Houghton Regis. Bedfordshire Police say they are aware of issues regarding quad bikes and off-road motorcycles in the area and say they're working hard to address the issue. Louise Spendelow has been speaking to our reporter Justin Dealey this morning. I was coming out of Morrison's in Hatton Regis, uh, turning right at the roundabout, um, and someone on a dirt bike actually came straight across the roundabout and just went straight into my wing um, and landed on top of my windscreen. However, he just drove straight off. It was really terrifying, and the worst thing about it is obviously the damage done to my car. I couldn't get out my door, so I couldn't. Um, a member of the public had to actually help me get out my car. Allies of David Cameron have been defending his decision to put a limit on his time as Prime Minister. In a BBC interview yesterday, Mr Cameron surprised observers by ruling out a third term in office and naming three possible successors, George Osborne, Theresa May and Boris Johnson. Labour and the Liberal Democrats have said it's arrogant to speculate about a third Tory term before the public have given their verdict on his first. But the Defence Secretary Michael Fallon said voters would welcome the Prime Minister's honesty. 
And he gave an absolutely straight answer. You vote Conservative, you'll get a Conservative government led by David Cameron for the full five-year term. He made that absolutely clear. That was the obvious uh, thing to do. I think it's, it's a statement of the obvious and it was a sensible answer. The treatment of a patient at a Hertfordshire hospital has been criticised by the Health Service Ombudsman. At one point, the man was left without any food or drink over a bank holiday weekend. More details from Gail Sanderson. The Ombudsman says the lack of food and drink caused the patient unnecessary discomfort in his final weeks and days and distressed his family. During an earlier stay in hospital, the same man, who had advanced Parkinson's disease, was not given essential medication and his false teeth were lost. The Eastern North Hertfordshire NHS Trust didn't replace the teeth, which meant he was left struggling to eat. More than 150 cars have now been damaged in three weekends of trouble in High Wycombe. On Sunday, 10 cars had their windows smashed in on Dashwood Avenue. In the past, the letters NJNP for No Justice, No Peace were painted on bodywork, which led police to link the attacks with the inquest into the death of Habib Ula during a stop and search. Sydney Daniels runs a garage off Dashwood Avenue and told Ian this morning that one of his cars was also damaged. The, the other day where they had him down at um, Abercrombie, same thing again. I had two friends down there have their vehicles smashed as well. It's costing people a lot of money as well to their insurance and they will suffer next year for it. In football, Luton Town take on fellow promotion hopefuls Wickham Wanderers tonight in League Two. The Hatters are likely to field a similar squad to the one that lost at Newport last week. And the weather forecast, after a cloudy start and a few spots of rain, it will become increasingly sunny through the morning. The afternoon will start dry with some sunny spells. However, scattered heavy showers are likely to develop through the afternoon, which could give hail and thunder. Maximum temperatures of 10 degrees Celsius, that's 50 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News, I'm back with headlines at half eight. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ba 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 ba. Nope, I can't think of anything to say. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. My brain just froze. Can I just have a little recap so far on where we are? We are... Hang on a second. Let's just... um, Let's do this. So, so far we've got Women's Rights, Mother's Pride, Gay Pride, Proud Mary, London Pride, Pride of London's, and what have you done today to make you feel proud? Helen in Amptill says the Pride of Britain Awards. Oh, Helen, yes. So does Caroline Bedford. Uh, Pride and Prejudice as well. Oh, thank Uh, you. Tim in Bromham. Don't forget Home Pride. It's a lovely loaf. Is that a loaf? No, Home Pride is a cooking sauce, isn't it, for lazy people? Helen Lederer has just replied to my... Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I've tweeted, what have you done today to make you feel, pr- feel proud? Helen Lederer has replied, made a list. Excellent. Good for her. Good for you, Helen. Well done. That's well terrific. done. Well done. Um, I was thinking as well, um, uh, for the, have you got, is there, are there things in your house that irrationally scare your children? I'll tell you why. I've got in my house... Um, um, it's, it's not actually that irrational, but I bought a, 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 you know, I bought a spitting image head from the programme. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. So I got one of those dummies' heads, right? And it's just a dummy's head. Of who? One of the monkeys. It doesn't matter, really. And it's in the, it's in the office, OK, mm-hmm. and it just sits there and it's, it's falling apart. A severed apart. head. Yeah, well... <laughs> You've got a severed head. But first of all, my youngest wanted it in his bedroom and his mum said no. She said, you'll have nightmares. And now he, he doesn't like... He won't go upstairs on his own 
Because the, the other day I, I said, could you go upstairs, go and go and get yourself some clean socks and we'll go out. He said, I don't want to go upstairs. Why don't you want to go upstairs? And then he looked, he looked upstairs and he went, that scary head might wake up and eat me. Wow. <laughs> I, went, I went, well, if you tiptoe, don't make too much noise, you might be all right. Exactly. You can run faster than that. He hasn't got any legs. My kids don't like the food mixer. Oh, here we go. This is this is golden. Why not? The, the noise, I think. The grinding of metal. Yeah. They hate it. My boys used to hate the hand dryers in um, yes. toilets. Yes. Now they love it, but mm. they used to be terrified. And if someone did it, they would just cover their ears and start crying. Yeah. Uh, we, can, we can throw that out. It's, it's, it's random nonsense. Uh, what, what, is, what have you got in your house, primarily? My didn't like plugs. Why? You know, the water going down the plug in oh, the bath. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I think he's going to go with it. Freudian. Mm. Yeah, very Freudian. Uh, what have you got in your house your kids are afraid of? 08459 There we go. There we go. It only gone. took us two hours. It only took us two hours, and now we're finally waking up. Uh, motorbikes. It's a story that we featured a while ago, and I, well, I naively thought it had been sorted. Turns out it, um, uh, it it hasn't. Justin, we're talking about motorbikes in Houghton Regis. Yep. Um, and you've been, uh, and in uh, the kind of Dunstable area, you've been there, haven't you? I was there yesterday. Um, story after story of these motorbikes causing absolute chaos. Kids on quad bikes, uh, near misses, absolutely no respect for local people. Back there this morning, we heard from Louise this incredible story. Only happened last week. She was coming out of Morrison's in Houghton Regis. One of these bikes goes into her vehicle. Uh, the person on the bike ended up on the, the windscreen and suddenly got back on the bike and left. Um, she couldn't get out of the car for, for a few minutes, had to be helped out of the vehicle, and she told us the police didn't respond. People there very, very concerned. A few moments ago, I spoke to one of the lollipop ladies oh, yeah. in Houghton Regis. Different take on things. Here's what she had to say. Now, madam, you're a local lollipop lady in this area. Um, the bikes we're talking about this morning, the, the kids with no helmets on, do they ignore you? Yes, they do. While we're in the middle of the road, they'll go straight straight past while the children are crossing, narrowly missing me and the children. They go down the high street doing wheelies, they go on the green, down footpaths. So let's just get this absolutely clear right now. From, from what you've seen, um, children have almost been run over by these motorbikes simply going to school in the morning. Yes, they have. And it's getting beyond a joke now. You report it, but nothing ever seems to get done. And that is what everybody keeps on telling me, Ian. They told you yesterday morning as yeah. well, people phoning the police, uh, the police won't come out, uh, the people saying to us that they don't care, and are Bedfordshire police coming on your programme no, this morning? No, no They've instead... They've said this a grammatically incorrect, badly yes. worded, poorly spelt statement. Mm. I mean, how bad do they want this to get? We've got somebody who's had an accident. Luckily for her, she was in a vehicle. Um, that could have been somebody with a baby walking down the road. Uh, We've got a lollipop lady dealing with children on the way to we school. We had, when, when Pat and Houghton Regis called up, and thank you again, Pat, with this yesterday, I kind of thought, oh, OK, it's, it's going to be a one-off. We had so many calls of people yeah. who've recently had incidents. I mean, the young lady who... Um, 
when the motorbike went into her car. Four days later, she went to watch her local uh, women's football team playing football. The same fella and his mates were riding their bikes on the pitch. Yeah. And again, that phone call was made to the police saying, look, this is the bike uh, which went into my daughter's car. Um, did they respond? No, they didn't. You go to Houghton Regency mm. and you talk to every single person. Every single person has got a concern here. And they feel, again, they feel like the police are just not servicing their needs. Justin, you've done cracking work this morning. I'll speak to you before nine o'clock. Uh, I want to bring uh, Andrew Salou, Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire, onto the show. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Uh, now, you, you, we did excellent work. You, you primarily did excellent work last year with the cricket club. Things got better. The motorbike stopped terrorising uh, the cricket club. Um, but from, from what we've heard from so many callers, Andrew, it's, the problem is just carrying on, and they're being very brazen about it. Well... What I've heard makes me very, very angry, and I, and I witnessed it myself only last Thursday afternoon, Ian. I was in Houghton Regis going to the Nisa local in Neptune Square and the, the pub being refurbished next door, and I was nearly run off the road by one mini-moto uh, towing another one on a rope, driving on the grass, driving on the run, wrong side of the road. I mean, unbelievably dangerous. I, I couldn't believe w what I was seeing. Um, it's not just Houghton Regis. Uh, the gentleman in Apollo close in Dunstable contacted me yesterday as well. I spoke again to Bedfordshire Police and Central Bedfordshire Council last week. I spoke again to them yesterday and I remain very, very angry at, about this. Um, the problem is absolutely not sorted and you know, local people do not deserve to have to put we up with this. Spoke to, I think it was a gentleman, Catherine. We spoke to one gentleman this morning who called the police to report um, an incident with these motorbikes. The police told him to call you. They said it's nothing really to do with us. Call Andrew Salou. Well, that's... Yeah, OK. I mean, MPs aren't the fourth emergency service. I mean, I, I have a role to uh, challenge and chase and, you know, hold the police and the local councils to account, which is exactly what I intend to do. Um, but it... It's not sorted yet. I mean, I did learn from the police yesterday. They have now uh, bought some dedicated off-road bikes, but I want officers on those bikes. I want to see some arrests, and I want to see some of these mini-motos crushed. We're hearing and I want stories. to see that happen really quickly. We're seeing st hearing stories again. I mean, we, we've had so many of them. We're hearing stories of um, people seeing these bikes driving past parked police cars and, and someone going to the police officers... You're going to do something? Nah, it's not worth it. And their, either, their arguments are either it's not worth it, we won't catch them, or we can't chase them because they're not wearing helmets. Well, that's um, not right because Section 59 of the Police Reform Act gives the police powers to act in this area. And if the police have been behaving like that, that's an issue I will take up directly with the Chief Constable. Um, Parliament has passed laws in this area. These bikes they are illegal to be written uh, to be ridden on the public highway and on council-owned land, and that is where they're being ridden all over the place uh, in, in Houghton Regis and in Dunstable as well. So it is simply not acceptable. You know, I wasn't happy to have what was happening with the cricket last summer, and I, I'm absolutely not going to allow the current situation to continue. We even um, spoke to a woman yesterday, Andrew, who said that she had one of these idiots living next door to her um, who would go off and ride these off-road motorbikes, and she'd called the police and said, look, there's one of these blokes lives next door to me, and they didn't do anything. 
Well, I spoke to Chief Inspector Gavin Hughes-Rowland yesterday. He's the senior police officer um, responsible for uh, my part of uh, Bedfordshire. Um, he is very, very well aware of my concern and uh, uh, interest in, in this area. Um, I also spoke to Central Bedfordshire Council, um, and I, I will continue to engage with them because we haven't sorted this yet, and we've absolutely got to do it. I mean, if we cannot allow... A lawless situation to continue like this and you know very soon someone is going to get injured someone's going to get hurt you've already talked about the lady whose uh, car was driven into yeah. um, someone is going to get hurt they are not wearing crash helmets the four young lads on the two mini motos who nearly crashed into me last Thursday afternoon weren't mm. you know this is extremely dangerous um, it, it, it is unacceptable and um, I want to see urgent, focused action on it. Andrew, listen, it's good to talk to you, and we know from previous experience that you, you take this issue very seriously. Can, can we speak to you in a few weeks, and, and if you hear anything more from the police, would you let yes, us know? I'm very happy to Thank you, Andrew. follow up with you. Thank yep. you very much indeed. Andrew Salou, Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire. Um, a, now is the best time ever to get your MPs to do stuff for you. There's an election coming up. They want to look good. And B... He sort of, he he got really involved whenever we did this last year six seven eight months ago maybe yeah. uh, he he took this very this this uh, issue on uh, on board and uh, addressed it so let's see what he says any Texas Catherine Boyle yeah it doesn't look good for Bedfordshire Police furious Phil Bedfordshire Police are utterly useless he says and oh, they've refused to come on the show by the way they sent us a, a statement that said that they were taking things seriously but it's just a shame that they're not coming on to talk about some of the um, yeah. instances we've heard of where yeah. their officers are sitting in vans when they uh, see these things happening yeah. Bed's Police are utterly useless at best they're incompetent at worst they are negligent they don't turn up for incidents why would they turn up for a radio show well they said they weren't going to come on I live in Parkside Estate these bikers even ride on Christmas Day. Nothing will happen until someone is killed. Hopefully, it will be a biker getting their just desserts. Well, I don't, I don't want anyone to die. Well, this is, this is, I mean, this is the way it's going. The only answer is to take the law into your own hands. Houghton Parish Council is due money from central beds. However, they've kept it. Extra money is also allocated to police in Houghton. Where does it go? I don't know. Steve says, should we not be asking how these children on bikes are getting the bikes, fueling the bikes and storing the bikes? They're not children. Some of them are grown men. Yeah. Um, I witnessed who I assume to be a dad and a son in his field uh, in fields up by Caddington on Sunday. Surely these parents are responsible for many of the children right. on the bikes. Yeah. Oh, wait. Four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Perryville on the A40 Western Avenue, there's been an accident at the Medway underpass, which is causing delays from the M40 at the Denham roundabouts. In Coney Heath on the A414 Westbound, it's very busy between the A1M Junction 3 at St Albans and the London Coney roundabouts. And in Amersham on the Amersham Road, that's looking very slow from Bottrell's Lane towards London Road at Beaconsfield. In Clophill on the A6 Bedford Road, that's very heavy around Back Street to the A507. And on the motorways, the A1M Southbound's busy through Junction 7 for Stevenage and the M25 anti-clockwise has long delays between Junction 21 for the M1 and 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. On the trains, the 8.22 train from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston is delayed and the 8.30 train from High Wycombe to London Marlebone has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. It's 8.16, it's Tuesday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents say it's absolutely shocking that off-road motorbikes are still being allowed to cause trouble to residents in Houghton Regis. 
and allies of David Cameron have been defending his decision to put a limit on his time as the Prime Minister. Three Counties Radio. Five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. You're right. <laughs> no, I'm not. What's, what's wrong? What happened? I'm out of breath. What happened? Do you want to take? Do you want to, I've been uh, running. Why? Because I was late. Well, you should have sorry. been. Sorry. Do you want? This is why the um, extended time on the parking tickets, the ten minutes grace, won't work. Because I, I was late for the news, mm. and you were still late. I know. You, and people will always be late if whatever they've got, they'll be late. I'm sorry. Do you want forty-eight seconds, Grace? No, I'm okay. You sure? Are you all right, though? Well, you sound last... like you've got a little bit of a. Well, my l- last legs, mate. A little bit of a lurgy lurking in there. I've got cold, but I'm, I'm being very proud. Uh, very, uh, not proud. What's the word? Brave about it. Brave. Being very brave boy. Brave little soldier. Well, mummy's little soldier. You're, you're manly. You can cope with this. I'm a tough guy. Uh, yeah, I'm bunged up. Yeah, I've got <laughs> my chest hurts. Yeah, my throat is sore. Yeah, my bum hurts. Yeah, I'm, what? I'm feeling what? constipated. Yeah, I'm feeling oh, a bit, bit low. But do you know what, Jonathan? I don't like to make a fuss about no. these things. I don't you like on, don't you? Like no one would know. I just get on with it. I get on with it. And um, if, if more people were like that, and I think this country would come out of recession a whole lot quicker. Right. Well done. What's on your show this morning? Uh, David Cameron, I think, today from oh, nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think it was foolish for David Cameron to say he'll only serve one more term? David Cameron's told the BBC he would not seek a third term as Prime Minister, whilst former Labour spin doctor Alistair Campbell has described the confession as a disaster. Uh. Conservative Chief Whip Michael Gove says Mr Cameron gave an honest answer as he's a sane, decent guy. Gosh. Speaking on Newsnight, the former Education Secretary said one of the reasons that it will help us win is that it's reinforced in everyone's mind the fact that we have, as our Prime Minister, a normal guy who's in politics for the right reasons. And when he seeks public office, he does it because he wants to finish a job to make sure the economic recovery is sustained. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson has said that the crucial thing is that David Cameron will serve until 2020 and won't have to be prized out of the door like Margaret Thatcher. From nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you think it was foolish for David Cameron to say he'll only serve one more term? Or do we now think of him as being a, a more honest, more straightforward guy who's just answering the question? I don't know. From nine this morning, I'd like your reaction on this. I'd love your call on 08459 455 555. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio (coughs) right so what were they doing to that elephant during that trail Women's rights, Mother's Pride, Gay Pride, Proud Mary, London Pride, Pride of London's. What have you done today to make you feel proud and love and pride by King? Pride in the name of love, Simon and Stevenage. 
Uh, we are celebrating. Oh, I don't even know why we're doing this. We're trying to be proud. But I want straight men to call in and be proud. What you want, Patrick? Have we had the pride of lions? Yeah. Sorry. I missed. I missed it early. Yes, my name's Patrick. I'm a straight man. And I'm proud. Thank you very much indeed, Patrick. What are you? What exactly are you proud of? I'm proud that I've made it to 48 and I don't look so bad, to be honest. <laughs> As a man approaching 42, I know what you mean. I, so so often, Patrick, and we, you, you've seen this actually happen, Catherine, we've had people come in the studio and I've said, how old are you? And they are the same age or younger than me. And I thought they were in their late 50s. Mm-hmm. We had a fella come in once. I genuinely thought he was 56. He was about two years younger than me. And so I know, I look in the mirror and I think, do you know what, 42, coming up to it, um, you, you, you could look a lot worse. But do we know, really? Do we see ourselves, I mean, more favourably because we're in ourselves? No, 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 we see ourselves less favourably because we're in ourselves. We are our harshest judges. Also depends what mirror you're looking in. thing is, I was a late bloomer. Now I'm coming into my own, right? Yeah. Because yeah. back then, when they are all taking the mickey out of me for not having to wear a bra and stuff, and I was, like, 25, um, then now... Now I'm You've got a great wear, rack. Well, kill a rack. Kill a rack. But also, I don't look ancient because I didn't peak too soon. Well, but you are—you have certainly peaked. I think I'm peaking. About a year ago, you peaked. No, I think I'm peaking and now. And now it's all downhill from here. No. Patrick. Ian. Bye bye. Enjoy your peak. Bye bye. Bye bye. There we go. Bye. He's peaking. Straight and proud. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I should get a guest. Oh, is there another story to do? What yeah. we're doing now? Let's have a little look. Let's go back to Wickham. Don't do it yet. I've got to get the guests. Okay, I'll tell you There's what we'll do. There's two of them. I'll tell you what we do. I need some time. We'll do this. You've got a minute 40. And so have you at home doing this now. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea To bring children from all places with all kinds of faces Together into a sailing ship There were 40 boys and girls They would sail their ship around the globe So they called it The United World The ship was just three weeks from shore When a hurricane bore it down The waves were big as mountains They found they would surely drown They jumped into the lifeboats Rolled away from the wreck A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands Call 08459 555 555 BBC Three Counties Radio More than 150 cars have now been damaged in Wickham after three weekends of trouble in the town. On Saturday evening, ten cars had their windows smashed on Dashwood Avenue. This time there was no graffiti. In the past, vehicles have been daubed with the initials NJNP, short for No Justice, No Peace. 
Well, police are linking it with the recent inquest into the death of Habib Ullah. He died during a police stop and search. His family say this is not the way to protest. Well, Clayton McLean is one of those who had his car attacked. Morning, Clayton. Oh, good morning. What happened? Um, so on Saturday, um, when I got back in from a shopping, parked the car outside the front, uh, front, front gate, and I think within about 15, 20 minutes, uh, my neighbour um, came, knocked on the door, and said, all oh, the car's been smashed. Well, I, was, I was quite surprising uh, about that, because I just parked the car about 15, 20 minutes ago. And you didn't see or hear anything? No, it appears that there was n- nothing, no-one saw anything, nothing untowards. Um, and what, what, did they, what, what have they smashed? A couple of windows, or...? Well, they smashed... Um, well, uh, no, I think they smashed only one window per car. Right. So, you know, it was a quick job, very quick, smash and, and run, basically. I'm assuming you called the police, Clayton. What did they say when you spoke to them? Oh, goodness. Well, I called the police and I reported the incident and um, <clears throat> I gave them all the description of all the cars, etc., etc. And uh, I think within about 10 minutes there, you were, um, the response officers were around to, to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. And did they give you any indication who was doing this, what, was, what the reason behind this was? No, no, they didn't really give us any indication, but they had, did say that there were um, other incidents um, in the area a um, um, few weeks back. So obviously they were kind of linking, the, um, linking it all together as, you know, the same sort of people were doing the um, damages to the car. Clayton, listen, thank you for your time. I appreciate that. Well, listening to that is Anthony Stansfeld, the Conservative Police and Crime Commissioner for Thames Valley Police. Morning, Anthony. What's going on? Good morning to you. Well, we have a gang of youths who are making a complete nuisance of themselves and are doing a lot of quite serious damage to cars. It's a totally unsatisfactory business. Um, and the police are doing everything they can to stop it. They know who most of the offenders are. Most of them were arrested in early, at an early stage, were allowed out on bail, and it's immediately happened again. Not immediately, I think it was about a four or five day period um, when it didn't happen, but it's happened again, and I find it a totally unsatisfactory situation. Um, and uh, I, the, the police have thrown everything at this, but it's not an easy one to stop if people are allowed out on bail for these offences. Are, are you suggesting, then, that it's the same people that are out on bail that are doing it again? Well, I, we have to wait for various court cases, but I, I think it's, no, it's not entirely a coincidence, I wouldn't say. If, it's this, if it is, why, can, can the police not... I, I don't know how this works, Anthony, you know better than me. Can't yeah. they arrest them again? Well, they have been, is the answer. Right. Uh, and, and more patrol, but I mean, sending uh, coppers to, to go out and patrol the streets, would that have any impact? Yes, I mean, we've absolutely thrown people at this, but it's very easy. I mean, all, all the, what these people are doing is driving down a road, leaning out of a car as they go, with, with, with a truncheon, or, and smashing the windows of the cars as they drive, the parked cars yeah. as they drive past. So very difficult to stop, because it happens so quickly. Uh, the police have linked these crimes to the outcome of the inquest into uh, Habib Ullah's death, and, and obviously rate relations between various parts of the local community and the police are frayed. How will you address that, Anthony? Well, I'd say that race relations between the police and the community are extremely good in Wickham, but there is a tiny, tiny minority of people who are being um, behaving thoroughly badly over this, and the people whose cars they're smashed are from every, every community. They're not from some other community. They're doing it to their own community. So the, the whole thing is absolutely ludicrous. We had the... Um, 
inquest on, on uh, this particular gentleman, um, who um, uh, was death by misadventure. Uh, and um, I mean, you know, you only have to look at the inquest. He died choking on his own cocaine. Um, and I don't think that I would hold the police entirely responsible for that. Anthony, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. We've heard from Beverage Police. Oh, morning, guys. They've amended the spelling mistakes um, and sent us a slightly different statement, but it says the same thing. We are aware of the issues regarding quad bikes and off-road motorcycles in the area, and we are working hard to address the issue. What are you you doing, Beds Police? You're telling some people to call their local MP instead of calling you. You're sitting in your cars watching these idiots ride past and saying, oh, we can't get them. What are you doing? Unfortunately, the officers who deal with this are not in work today, but perhaps we can put someone up for interview later in the week. I don't think it's even about the officers anymore. I think this might be a job for Colette Paul. Because this whole thing of not having any confidence in the police is something that she should be concerned about. If the police are, as we're having reported right. to us, sitting in vans watching it happen, then something's got to I'll give. tell you what. Yes, we'll take those officers later in the week. Are they free tomorrow? Are they free tomorrow, guys? We'll we, take them we've tomorrow. To, we've got to perhaps. And we'll also, we'll also talk to Colette Paul. We can have both. Oh. Uh, it's not either or. We'll have both. Because you've, you've heard this... Beds Police are obviously listening. You've heard this morning how many incidents there are. We, I, we've not had this many phone calls about a story for ages. You've heard how many incidents there are um, and how peed off people are with it happening and with you. We spoke to one guy who's moved out of Houghton because he can't stand the lawlessness. You can't just keep sending us statements. Yeah, we'll have the officers involved and we'll have Colette Paul, please. Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, the lane is closed between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M because of a breakdown, which is causing delays. It's also stop-start anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. In Perivale on the A40 Western Avenue, that's uh, coming into London, there's been a breakdown, an accident at the Medway underpass, which is causing delays from the M40 at the Denham roundabouts. And in Amersham, on the Amersham Road, that's looking slow on the speed sensors between Bodshaws Lane and Beaconsfield. On the A1 southbound, there are delays between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. And the M1 northbound, a bit further afield, has a lane closed between junctions 17 for Dunchurch and 18 for Rugby, which is causing delays northbound from the Watford Gap services through the roadworks there. On the trains, the 905 service from Bedford to London St. Pancras is delayed by 15 minutes. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Just after half past eight, with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. The Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire, Andrew Salou, says more needs to be done to tackle motorcyclists causing trouble to residents in Houghton Regis. Bedfordshire police say they are aware of issues regarding quad bikes and off-road motorcycles in the area and say they're working hard to address the issue. Allies of David Cameron have been defending his decision to put a limit on his time as Prime Minister. In a BBC interview yesterday, Mr Cameron surprised observers by ruling out a third term in office and naming three possible successors, George Osborne, Boris Johnson and Theresa May. More than 150 cars have now been damaged in High Wycombe after weeks of trouble in the town. The latest incidents took place over the weekend when 10 cars had their windows smashed in on Dashwood Avenue. The vandalism started at the beginning of the month following the inquest into Habib Ullah's death who died during a police stop and search. 
The treatment of a patient at a Hertfordshire hospital has been criticised by the Health Service Ombudsman. It says the lack of food and drink caused the patient unnecessary discomfort in his final weeks and days and distressed his family. And the weather forecast, after a cloudy start and a few spots of rain, it will become increasingly sunny through the morning with highs of 10 Celsius. That's 50 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town take on fellow promotion hopefuls Wickham Wanderers tonight in League Two. The Hatters are likely to field a similar squad to the one that lost at Newport last week. Luton have lost their last four, so has automatic promotion slipped away for John Stills' side? For Luton Town now, um, our season's nine games. It's as simple as that. It's nine games. We've got to get you know, as many of 27 points as we can and see where it takes us. For Wickham Wanderers, Matt McClure returns to the squad after suspension as the chairboys look to create a four-point automatic promotion gap between them and Berry in fourth. The FA chairman, Greg Dyke, has revealed plans to limit the number of work permits given out to non-EU players. The stricter work permit rules approved by the Home Office will come into force from the 1st of May. Dyke says it's vital more English players are given the chance to play. We've been concerned for some time that there's fewer and fewer young English boys getting through the system and getting into the top level of football. And we think you've got to change that. Uh, We think that there is a much better system now in the clubs, that there's a much better academy systems, and that there are good kids, but most of them don't get through. Daniel Sturridge is out of England's Euro 2016 qualifier with Lithuania on Friday due to a hip injury. Sturridge, who suffered the problem during Liverpool's 2-1 Premier League defeat by Manchester United on Sunday, will also miss the friendly against Italy in Turin next Tuesday. The news could mean that Tottenham's Harry Kane makes his debut at Wembley. Meanwhile, Kane's Spurs teammate Ryan Mason has been called as a replacement for Adam Lallana, who's struggling with a groin injury. And in tennis, Rafael Nadal says he'll begin his preparations for Wimbledon by playing at the grass court at Queen's Club. Nadal has played at the West London tournament five times before, but the last time he competed there was in 2011. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Can you injure the groin? I thought the groin was just an area. I didn't realise it was... I, I didn't realise it was a thing as well. I thought it was just like an area. Sporty men do it, don't they? But, but I mean, I've I've thrust my groin. No, uh, it's more of a... It's more of a that. What are you doing? Leading to um, loosening and uh, then eventual tightening. But what does the groin consist of? What's it made of? The bit that joins your privates to your legs. Stands up to have a look. Not that bit. The other bit. Yeah. Okay. Imagine injuring that. Wowzers. Ay, 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 ay. That's going to be, um, well, stiff. No, it wouldn't be, would it? I don't know. Is it's that part of the problem? Bad. It's going to be bad. Um, what are we like talking it. about this morning? Uh, motorbikes in Houghton Regis and Dunstable. It turns out when we move there, if we move there, we won't. Um, we will eventually, but I don't know when. We've been put back four times. Uh, we better keep an eye out. Uh, we better bring our helmets. I'm taking Kelly with me because uh, there are going to be motorbike mayhem. I might just get me a bike. 
Yeah, if you can't beat them, join them. Join them. Uh, we're talking about that. Uh, we're also asking, uh, what have uh, no uh, men's pride? What have you done today to make yourself feel proud by M people? Uh, and what are your kids scared of in your house? My kids are scared of, and it's not that scary. I'll take a picture of it. I've got a spitting image head, and my youngest wouldn't go upstairs. It's, it's shut away in the in the, the, the what we laughingly call the office. It's got a computer in it, yeah. and um, he wouldn't go upstairs to get some socks. He actually looked up the stairs and whispered, Daddy, what about the head? What if it eats me? I said, well, you just have to be really quiet they then, son. quite scary, those no. image heads. No, I'll, I'll tweet a picture of it later. My kids don't like the mixer. Kerry's in Luton. Morning, Kerry. Good morning, Ian. Hi. You're not feeling very well today, but I think your voice sounds lovely. Oh, Kerry, Kerry, Kerry. And I love the name Kerry. I used to have a crush on Kerry Takanoa. Not oh. because I fancied her, but because of the name. Oh, that's who I'm named after. Who? Kiri Tafadwa. Ah, really? I am, yeah. My mum heard her on the radio and liked her, so I got named after her. She is Now, here's a question. Is Kiri Takanawa still with us, or is yes. she on the other side yes. of the world? She's definitely she's still She's in this country. Her. OK, well, that's great And news. she's in good nick, isn't she, Kiri? She is, yes. Very good. Do you find yourself liking Kiri Takanawa, or uh, because you're named after her, or do you rebel against your parents and dislike Kiri Takanawa? Um, well, when I was a child, I didn't like my name no. because I felt that because I got picked on at school, so yeah. I changed my name to Sarah Watson for a week. To, to what? Sorry, <laughs> Sarah Watson. Sarah Watson. You're like those people that um, steal uh, um, passports of dead people so you can travel the world. Sarah Watson. Wow. <laughs> and then you went back to Kiri after a week. I did. Yeah, I got I got bored of Sarah Watson and then. Oh, ladies Kiri. and gentlemen, a phone <laughs> in that is is that some people will get and some won't. What did you call yourself as a kid? I was John for a long time. And there was a girl at my school, Karen Leach, right? Karen was her name. And she was Karen for years. And then her mum came in, right, to parents' evening. And uh, the teacher was talking. The, 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 the mum said, I'm really sorry. Why do you keep calling her Karen? It's Karen. And this uh, Karen had totally made up and mispronounced her name to make her sound more impressive and uh, exotic. My my mum had this uh, friend <laughs> called Deborah, uh, who, when she got older, decided that she was posher than she was, and she started calling herself Deborah. We've got 20 minutes. Uh, You can text these in or or you can give us a call. What did you used to call yourself at school? 08459 455555. Kiri, you've got something in your house that your kids are scared of. I have, me. Oh, (laughs) what? Um, well, my I got two boys, eleven and fourteen, and I think that they know I can't abide lying, even little lying. So when or when they do things they shouldn't, and then they know that Mum's going to raise her voice and shout, and everyone just hits the decks and hides. Okay, Kerry. <laughs> so so listen, Kerry. I'm going to be um, your youngest. Which, which one do you like the least? <laughs> the youngest well, one. Well, no, well, yesterday... The eldest one. Well, yesterday, I think the whole road heard me screaming at my 14-year-old. Okay, right. Oh, you're that woman. I'm the 14-year-old, okay? Right? Yeah. And uh, what, 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 what had he done that was so naughty? Um, he didn't. He he argued with me that he couldn't wear that he couldn't wear just any PE top for school. Right. Um, and I said that it was fine, and I'd sort it. And he ignored me and okay. just argued and wouldn't. When I told him to stop talking, he just kept. He needed the last word. All right, Kerry. Well, you know fo- what's happening there, don't you? He's what? fourteen. Yeah. That's, I know. That's what they do. Ker- Kerry, I'm your fourteen-year-old <laughs> son. Okay. Okay. Mum, I want those new trainers. Well, you're not having them. I can't but afford Mom, it, and that's the end of it. I don't care. I want them. All of my friends at school have got them, and I want them. You'd buy if you love me, you'd buy them for me. 
I'm telling you, you're not having them. That's the end of it. You stop asking, otherwise you'll get nothing and you'll lose your computer for a week. Stick that, Mum. You're not taking my computer away for a week. Right, that's it. It's going to go even longer. You're the one that's going to lose out here, so just stop. I'm warning you, just pack it in. I know what. Why don't you pack it in and stick it up your bum, Mum? Right, that's it. You wait. When you get home, that's it. You're losing everything now. I'm You're not, the one that's Kiri, losing now. Kiri, I'm, I'm not. I'm not particularly scared by this. This rant. We well, want to hear I'm the rage. Gonna shout, I'm not going to shout at your dad on the phone. Help, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <blimey>! Bye, <laughs> bye, bye, Kiri. Bye bye. I've heard your telling off voice, and it is terrifying. I lower my voice. I give them a good stare. I point the finger, and I speak like that. And boys, you will do as you're told. Otherwise, that television is going into the garage for a week. It will. I go for the quiet menace. No, we don't do this. And if you carry on, you're going to regret it. Um, Do you want to know about groins? Yeah, I do, actually. All right. Who doesn't? Uh, The Ledge says, I heard you talking about groin injuries. Last August, I ruptured mine playing golf. Hang on. You only do that, don't you? Yeah, it's just swinging, isn't it? You'd you'd injure it swinging. (laughs) I tweaked it early on my round and didn't think much of it. But on the 18th hole, I hit the ball off the tee and my groin exploded. Wow. Uh, I was out for about two months, still have to be careful and stretch for half an hour or so. It hurts more than you think. Stretch Armstrong, his groin exploded. If your groins, if any part of your body has ever exploded, call me now. Sarah's in Long Crendon. Morning, Sarah. Um, although, should that be Penelope? Mm, yes, um, I'm Sarah um, now, but I was actually christened Penelope. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wagwan, wagwan. <laughs> wapen, um, wapen. Um, <laughs> it's horrendous. Um, my mother really liked the name. Um... I don't. Well, but Penelope, Penelope is a great name. Penelope Keith, Penny? Not, not when your surname's Pew, it's not. Oh, Penny, Penny Pew! Pew. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how long have you been a Sarah for? Since I was eight. And, I mean, it was Sarah your middle name? No, it was Jane, and I'm now Sarah Jane. Oh. Sarah seems to be the safe name. Yeah. <laughs> it just, but yeah. I don't have a H. Oh, so, I'm Sarah without an H. So you're a Sarah? No, no, I'm a Sarah. But you, then that would be an H. No, no, I'm a Sarah. But without an H? <laughs> I couldn't spell Sarah when I was eight. Oh, Come on, we all know you're not Sarah Penny. <laughs> do, do, you, do, you, do, do your friends know you uh, were a Penelope? No. No, I, I changed it um, by detail when I was 18, oh. so it actually became Sarah. Oh, blimey. But no, I was christened Penelope, and yeah, from the age of seven, eight, I, I, I became Sarah. Oh, Sarah. No, no, no. <laughs> Penelope, you'll always be Penelope to me. Jerry's on the line. Morning, Jerry. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jerry. Are you stuck down a tin can? No, I'm in an excavator and you're on the. You're hands free at the moment, so I'm having to shout. Can you hear me, okay? We are in an excavator, guys! Oh, yes, I'm Oh, yeah. I'm digging for victory! The reason, the reason I can't. Hey, you be is... careful, hey, Jerry, be careful what you dig. You might find an unexploded World War II bomb. Uh, I may do, mate, I may do, but I don't know what to do with it if I do. What, what are you supposed to do if you find a World War II bomb? Uh, run at extreme speed. <laughs> Have you ever found anything exciting like that? Uh, no, I'm afraid not, mate. I haven't. Um, I've found a few bones in the past, no. but uh, no, nothing interesting. No, no, the reason I rang you, Ian, is that uh, yes. earlier on in the programme, I heard that you were speaking to another caller, and you said uh, you've been on a speed awareness course, because I know you're a naughty boy. Very naughty boy, that's correct, Jerry. Yes, I've been on a speed awareness course. Waste of um, time. 
And do, in your opinion, do you think they work? Because um, you seem to keep, keep getting done for it, my man. I, all right, Jerry, don't rub it in, mate. Yes, I got... I, um, well, they, it, it didn't work for me. People go there not because they want to learn. They go there because they don't want to get the three points. Yeah, that's, that's true. OK. Just, just one more thing while I've got you on the line. Um, yes, my love. I've been asking Kelly to... Have you looked at the video I recommended to Kelly? I, I won't go into detail, but it's on YouTube. And it's the little girl digging the hole in the garden. Have you looked at it? No, why? What does what happens? Does she swear? Uh, I, I, uh, she does swear. I can't tell you the exact word because it's a bit obscene for uh, this side of the morning. But if you go to YouTube and type little girl digging hole in garden, and I'm sure you will have fit to laugh. I've, I've, uh, Jerry, good to talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. I, I very very rarely do I type in little girl on uh, on the internet. She's just giving me so much so much trouble. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Yes. Well, you're going to moan about my timings. I've got text. Do the thing first, and then I'll give well... you some text. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, there's been a serious accident on Monksway involving a number of vehicles at Grafton Street at the Bancroft Roundabout, so that has closed it eastbound. On the A1 southbound, there are delays from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout southbound. And in Perivale on the A40 Western Avenue, if you're heading into London, there are delays around the Denham Roundabout from the Medway underpass because of an accident. On the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise has the lane blocked between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M. And the M1 northbound a bit further afield, there's a lane closed between Junction 17 for Coventry and 18 for Rugby because of an accident which is causing delays through the roadworks from the Watford Gap services. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. 8.46, it's Tuesday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire, Andrew Salou, has told me more needs to be done to tackle motorcyclists causing trouble to residents in Houghton Regis. And more than 150 cars have now been damaged in three weeks of trouble in High Wycombe. Let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there again, Ian. It's a much improved picture now from the west. The earlier rain has cleared away. We've got some spells of sunshine coming through. But watch out for some showers developing uh, over the next few hours. If you catch one, could well be heavy and thundery. Some hail is likely too in the heavier downpours. But in the best of the sunshine, we'll see highs of 10 Celsius, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. But expect those values to drop by some 4 or 5 degrees in any sudden downpours. The chance of showers continues through this evening and at first tonight, then becoming drier through the early hours. Some clear spells, lows of 2 or three Celsius, so we could just see the odd pocket of frost. Certainly a chilly start to the day tomorrow, but a bright day, some good spells of sunshine, very small chance of a of an odd shower in the morning, but otherwise it's a dry day, a gentle northwesterly wind, and a high of 10 Celsius. A bit more unsettled towards the end of the week. Dry to start on Thursday, but some rain expected in the afternoon. That clears, dry for a time on Friday, but it looks like it will turn wet and windier again by the end of the day on Friday. BBC introducing. We first met James Bay in a band from Hitchin in 2008. As a solo artist in 2012, he uploaded his music to bbc.co.uk slash introducing. How we gonna move together? 
Since then, he's been playlisted on national radio and is now signed to an international record label. It was time to go and see what else was out there, you know, explore the wider world with music. And his debut album is out now. I'm not always thinking about lyrics, though, in, in that respect. It's sonically, it's about impact. Hear James Bay talk about the album, track by track. Online now at bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. That's your, um, is that your boyfriend, Kelly? Is that what you guys... Which one? James Bay or Gareth? Well, Both. we know you finished with Gary to go to James Bay. You yeah. seem to be tweeting him a lot, so I'm guessing you're an item. Yeah, why not? You should marry him. Yeah, OK. Go on, then. Thanks. Can I watch? Yep. I'll come to the buffet. I'll look at the buffet. I'll look at your buffet. Texas, Catherine. Chris in Milton Keynes. Be with you in a second, Justin. Yeah, no worries. Chris All says, right. I used to work with someone called Sharon who pronounced it Sharon. <laughs> My best friend from secondary school, a lad called Jamie, insisted on being called Cynthia at primary school for ages. His mum still has birthday cards for him, made out to Cynthia. I say. Why not? Cynthia's a much underused <clears throat> name. Yeah. Uh, I was named Cynthia Flip- Payne. Oh, that's what did it. Yeah, that's did what did it. That's what did it. <laughs> I was named. Did it? Did it? It, did, it did, didn't it? I was named Philip Anthony, says Phil. this game over here. Oh, come on, let me just do this. Oh, please. Come on, guys. G- Can we go home? Shall I not? You don't do it. Phil, Phil. Well, Phil's used his thumbs to send us a message. Let's read out. Go on, Phil. I was named Philip Anthony after Prince Philip and Anthony Armstrong Jones, Princess Margaret's other half. Oh. I'm a staunch anti-royalist, LOL, so I called myself Jack after Jack Regan in the Sweeney. Thanks, Phil. Or Jack. Daly, what did you used to call yourself as a youngster? Um, that shall remain private. What do you call yourself now? The J-Dog? J-Dog. <laughs> yeah, the J-Dog. such a plum. What? what did, nothing. What did we send Justin out on? Whether it should be illegal to take the mickey out of someone for being fat. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. You're right, boss. I'm flagging, mate. I'm liking the vibe, though. It's too late, It's kind of, like, though. chilled out. It's, it's quite bit, nice. It's a bit psychedelic. I'm very sweaty. I'm being yeah. very brave about it. Yeah, very brave boy. <laughs> Pride of Britain. Daily Mirror, if you want to get in touch. <laughs> Pride of Britain. I'll come up there. I'll, I'll even, you know, sit in a wheelchair if that makes better photo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very sweaty. Very. T- I'm going to go for a little steam after this, oh, just. Ooh, can I come with you? Yeah. No. No? Why would you want to come with me? Well, I've, I've never been for a steam with you. Good. It's a, it's, it's a solitary job. It's a solo mission. You don't go, uh, you don't go in, in teams. You don't go in packs. You haven't lived. Can I come with you? Yeah, of course you can. Thank you. OK. Boss, I've been on the streets this morning. Excellent. Asking people yeah. um, about whether it should be an offence to, to have a go at people purely oh. because of their size. Now, now, what I would say, normally I go and speak to three, four, five people and you'll hear those in a row. I spoke to one lady and I thought that, that her opinions and her story was strong enough to, to stand alone, really. Lazy. Oh, lazy. Excuse no, it's not lazy at all, actually. Uh, so here's what this uh, lady had to say. Madam, do you think it should be an offence? If you are nasty to somebody on the street purely because of their size, should that be an offence? Yes, it should. It should be an offence to be nasty to anybody anyway. And you don't know why somebody is that size. I don't buy into this that people are fat because they overeat. There are many, many reasons why people are overweight. Mm. I'm not excusing myself. I'm immobile. Um, you know, but you don't know. I always say to everybody, walk a day in someone's shoes before yep. you can criticise anybody. Very, very true. We're not allowed to call people names because of their race, their creed or their colour. It's the same with religion. 
I would never insult a Muslim with a hijab on. So it's, it's the same. If somebody is having a go at somebody because of their weight, it's exactly the same as racism, it as far is. as you're concerned. I am. Yes, I, as far as I'm concerned, it is. Uh, having a go at anybody over anything that is different to what you feel is the way it should be mm. is wrong. So. Should somebody be arrested then? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I know, because if, if you're saying it's the same as racism, if you called somebody a name walking down the street to do with the religion, yes. the police would come along, yes. you probably would be arrested. Yes, so true, should somebody be arrested then for having a go at somebody, for being cruel to somebody because they're overweight? Well, I suppose if you follow on my argument to its logical yeah, exactly. conclusion, then yes, they should. Okay. And just lastly, I'm sorry to ask you this question. You, you mentioned something earlier on. Has anybody ever been horrible to you, people on the street that you've got no connection with at all, purely because of your weight? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And even when I've been in the car. What's been said to you? Oh, oh get out and walk, you fat whatever. But yes, yes, I have been insulted quite a lot of times, yeah. Wow. I mean, I can't believe that anybody would do that. No, it, I, it's... It's, it's sad. It doesn't offend me. I feel sorry for them because I just think, what a sad life you're living that you feel the need to be abusive to somebody you don't even know. You know, I've never said a word to them. I've never done anything to them. I'm innocently walking along the street. I've not even bumped into them or anything. How often does this happen? Um, funnily enough, <laughs> I have to say not so much now, but that could well be because I don't get out much. Yeah. But, you know, I would say on a weekly basis when I was out quite a bit, and I'd have young children with me as well. It is, I, I, and I don't know why they do it. I don't know what they get from it. Gosh, that was um, was an interesting story, wasn't it, Just? It was, and I think you know w w when we spoke this morning, I thought you know arresting somebody for, for for taking the Mickey out of somebody's weight, come on! But after hearing that story, it is exactly the same as racism. Somebody abusing her for simply walking down the road because of her weight is exactly the same as calling somebody a name because of the colour of the of their skin. It is. Isn't Let it? me play sure. devil's advocate. Mm. There will be some people arguing that you can't change the colour of your skin unless you're Michael Jackson. But you can change your size. That the size thing, and, uh, you know, reasons to it to one side, the size thing is self-inflicted. Yeah. Uh, the colour thing, um, uh, just like the sexuality thing, is something you are born with. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, but after hearing that story, she's changed my opinion. How dare somebody uh, scream abuse at her oh, yeah, in front of her children that, just yeah. because she's overweight? Hey, hey, hey. Let's all just stop being divs to each other. How about that? We, this will be nice. You, you men she mentioned they're walking uh, in a day in someone's shoes. Mm. Are we allowed to talk about what you were doing yesterday, or is that top secret? Again, uh, that information... Sh no, in fact, no. Let's get it out there, shall we? You um, uh, wanted help buying women's shoes yes. for you. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, okay. uh, around midday, yeah. uh, look out for me. I'll be in a comb bra. I'll be in some lovely extra-large tights and some size 10 lady shoes. I bought some size 10 lady shoes on the high street, really? not off the internet. Uh, this Saturday on my show, <laughs> it's Ladies' Day. We're celebrating... So you're, the you're celebrating ladies. Celebrating, ladies yep, yep. So to do that, you're um, making fun of ladies? Nope. Tomorrow, no? I, I'll be dressed up as uh, an icon. I'll be dressed up as Madonna. Are you wearing oh, a bass? have got shoes for that. They're very sensible. Well, no, no. There'll be some work done to them shoes later on. Trust oh, me. Okay. There'll be some work done. So I'll be on the streets of Stevenage tomorrow uh, making a little video uh, ahead of Ladies' Day this weekend, 12 until 2.
Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's happening. Yep. Okay. Anything else to say? We done? Can you send me some pictures? I'll send you some pictures and I'll send you the video. Good lad, thank you very much indeed. Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Morning, how you doing? I'm all right, Mark. What have you got for us? Uh, yeah, it's just regarding the uh, the motorbike sort yes. of incident. Yes. Um, I was walking from Lucy Farm yesterday to, to into Luton Town and uh, there's a sort of public footpath cut through. And, um, yeah, one came over the brow of the hill and almost had to sort of commando roll out of the way to get out of, <laughs> to get out of his way, yeah. It's <laughs> one image, wow. Uh, well, yeah, and then, um, and then, yeah, about five minutes later, he came, came back with a passenger on his on the hey. motorbike. And, um, yeah, they put their hoods up because they were going past the police station. And uh, literally, two seconds later, a police car came past and did nothing. Mm. Did nothing. So I'm laughing because your phrase uh, "commando roll," but um, yeah. uh, it, it must have got the old heart going, Mark. Well, it, it was over. I was coming over a brow of a hill, so I didn't really see him. I heard him. Yeah. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, you just got a big motorbike. What in do you front think of you? to the police's response to this? Because they've not come on. They've sent us a, a rubbish statement, and they, you know, they're telling people that there's nothing they can do about it. Well, the thing is, <laughs> from a, if you're in a car and you've got an off-road bike, it's going to be pretty hard to catch them. But they're just so they're so blatant about it. I mean, they they drive right past the police station, and they're just you know. <laughs> they don't give a stuff. No, not really. No. Mark, thanks for your call. I have to say bye bye. No worries. Thank you very much indeed. I'm being polite. We've got any taxis to end up end on. Well, you'd logged out, haven't you? No, I'm not. Well, where is it? Things that in the home that my kids are scared of. Yeah, Here's a good one. Nicola in Northamptonshire. This is a good phone, isn't it? Actually. My husband works for a company that makes simulation mannequins for hospitals and doctors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because doctors get lonely. We often happen upon full-size, very lifelike pretend people breathing <laughs> and moaning away <laughs> on our beds. <laughs> That's oh. not weird, is it? Quite understandably, my two-year-old's a bit freaked out by Daddy's dolls. It's That's taking quite some explaining. Excuse, yes. oh, I, ma- I make them, darling, for doctors. All right, well, does she have have to wear my underwear? <laughs> Hi, I'm guys. Serious. Regarding the correct procedure on discovering a World War II bomb when in a digger, just in case it happens to you... Oh, it upon, happened in London. It's happened in London today. Upon catching the bomb with digger bucket, you scream, jump 200 feet in the air and then scatter oneself over a large area. Oh, in small pieces. There's, Colin! There's a bomb has been found... We've got to end now, but the bomb has been found in South London. Right, World War II bomb. Has any... Have any of these World War II bombs that have been excavated in the last 70 years ever gone off? Yeah, probably. Oh, blimey. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A422 Monksway in Milton Keynes, that's been closed eastbound at the Bancroft roundabout between there and Saxon Street because of a multi-vehicle accident. The A1 southbound is very slow from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. And if you're heading to London, the A40 eastbound in Hillingdon has a lane blocked because of a breakdown, so it's causing queues from the Denham roundabout towards the Polish War Memorial. The M25 anti-clockwise has a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and the St. Albans Road. And on the M1 northbound, they're accused from the Watford Gap services to Junction 18 for rugby because of an accident earlier. On the trains, the 905 service from Bedford to London St Pancras has been delayed by 15 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. That's it, that's your lot. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Until then, from us, ta-ta.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think David Cameron's admission will help him win the next election? David Cameron has told the BBC he would not seek a third term as Prime Minister. Whilst former Labour spin doctor Alistair Cameron 